everybody, this is James, Marco, Nabil, and Mikey. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 162. Uh, we took a bit of a break. As you guys can probably tell, I was a little burned out. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So yeah. this is fucking Hunger Games franchise. It took a lot out of me. So if you guys didn't know, we announced it in our last one a month ago. But what we are going to be doing is we are doing actually the entire Hunger Games franchise, the film franchise. Originally, we were just going to do the original four films, but because we delayed it out two more weeks, we were able to sneak in the new prequel film. So that's the franchise starting in 2012's Hunger Games all the way to the newest film, Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which just released uh, this last week. So without further ado, let's get into our Hunger Games marathon. Let's stop here for a moment to let you all know about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or heck, even the Kardashians. Newsly will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. They even have digital radio. Did we mention they also have podcasts from over 80 countries? Well, they do. And guess what? The Movie Pals podcast is there, too. I started using Newsly as my default podcast player, and I can't think of ever going back. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. And make sure to use our promo code TMPALS. That's T-M-P-A-L-S to receive a one-month free premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. So before we start this, guys, I do want to ask you guys, what is your history with the Hunger Games? Have you read the books? Have you watched the films before? Is this a first time watch for you? Uh, Nabil. Um, so uh, for the record, they're, these are based on my books. I have no idea. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have not read the books. <laughs> <laughs> At all. I've, book? Uh, book are they a microfiche? <laughs> no, I've seen the films. I've seen them all. I believe I've seen them all in the theaters. So, um, yeah, we but, might have seen them together, Nabil. I'm not seen them all together. As I'm thinking about it, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it too. I was like, 2012. about right. What were you uh, just like thinking about it going in? Then Nabil, for you specifically, what were you? Were you looking forward to rewatching these? Were you? Hesitant, you know, I hadn't like, seen them since we've seen them in the theater, and I have to say, I was hesitant. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to really like these films as much, or if they're... Mm-hmm. I remember some of the aspects being even a bit, I don't know, played out. I remember not feeling very great about the last couple films at the time, so I, my expectations were kind of low, but I feel like going through this again, I was pleasantly surprised, Like I, especially watching them back to back. Yeah, No problem. No problem. So, yeah. Uh, what about you, Mikey? Any history of the books, the films? Uh, I have not read the books. Uh, I have seen all the Jesus films, Christ. okay, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen. I have. I have seen all the books. I've seen all the movies. Not. I've not books? read the books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's, I've seen them at the store, but uh, I've, I've been hesitant uh, through it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got covers, you. Great covers. I rewatched these many about pictures two years on ago them. Or so. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the picture books. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, yeah. So I, I know you've probably seen them too. Like, yeah. So what, were you anticipating the marathon at all? Were you hesitant? Uh, I actually, I, I'm not a fan of this uh, series uh, that much. I, I never thought they were the greatest movies. So I 
since I had seen them not so long ago, I wasn't really wanting to watch them again. I mean, they're not terrible movies, but I just wasn't looking forward to it. Awesome. We're off to a great start here. Uh, Marco, what about you? Any history of the books, films? I, I, I understand the movies. I, I want to say, if I recall, you'd only seen the first one, right? I, actually, no, that's not correct. I'd never oh, wow, okay. seen them before. Yeah, I, but oh, I am really? very okay. cultured. I'm very cultured and I haven't read the books either. So um, <laughs> they're on my reading list, though. They're actually on my <laughs> wish yeah, list. Just to let you guys know, they're they're intended for children, like they're young adult novels, so like very easy reads. Think of a Harry it, Potter book. Yeah. Too tough for me. Yeah. I Somebody never nope. sorry. <laughs> I never really knew the premise of the of the books or anything. I've just sort of been keeping myself in the dark. So it never really interested me. I it just never did. Really? And the the trailers for these movies, I was talking about these about this with these guys for a little bit. They never captured me. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is so bad. I'm like, this is so cheesy. You worked at a bookstore during this time still or no? Yes. Yes, I did. Blows my fucking these, mind. These yeah, no, the books were recommended to me and I was like, mm, Blows I'm my good. Mind. I was like, I'm good. I was like, is it a Stephen King book? No, this I'm is good. You, you cannot See, trust the librarian doesn't read them. I'm not going to read them. That's for sure. <laughs> well, in all fairness, it's a young people. adult novel and Marco was like 42 at the time. So that's true. Sorry, sorry my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah this, I know what yeah, Moby Dick out. is, but Hunger Games? Yeah. Never heard we don't read Huckleberry Finn anymore. No, actually, fun fact: some uh, some schools actually bought these books in in bulk. I sold the schools and libraries and stuff, and they bought these in bulk for uh, their required reading. So that was pretty. So that piqued my interest. I was like, "Huh, maybe I should add these to uh, my reading list." And they've been on there ever since. And then two seconds later, I said, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> so, were you looking forward to watching going through these, Marco, or just? Kind of, not not really. Them, but then my my uh, my sons and he he likes the movies and he was like, we should watch them. And I was like, all right, I'll check about. You know, why not? Cool. And uh, we and I knew that we were gonna start doing this, so uh, we watched the first one together, and uh, I really liked it. And I was like, holy shit, this movie's actually pretty good. So went from yeah, there. just fucking fucking. 11 years late, but I mean, hey, at least... Yeah. <laughs> uh, or even oh, yeah. longer if you're a fan of the book, so... I'm actually the only person then that's read the books, I guess, so there you go. I didn't read them until actually that first movie came out. So the first movie came out, and very much like uh, how It, when It came out for part one, and I wanted to know the rest, I didn't want to read around, I decided to read them all. So I read all original three books after the first movie, so by the time the second movie came out, I'd already read all of them through. Uh, and I've, uh, my girlfriend bought me the prequel like a year or two ago. So I read that last year and I really enjoyed that nice. too. So yeah, uh, going back into it, I hadn't seen it just like you, Nabil. I think it'd been quite some time since I've seen these. I saw them all in theater. So like, what was the last one? Like 2015 ish or so, like eight years ago. So just about him. Yeah. So it's been some time. I've, I've, I've actually always been a big fan of this series. So I like the concept of it all and storytelling and the, uh, acting overall. So Let's jump into the movies. We do want to bring up one thing, though. For the original four, it's been quite some time since these movies released. Much like our other marathons, we are going to be announcing kind of a blanket spoiler for all of those ones. Mm -hmm. So if you've not seen them, we're going to be coming in kind of hot on those four. Because the prequel just came out this last week, that is the one where we will still have a spoiler section for you all just to kind of 
you know, just give you some time because obviously it's new. Some of you might be watching this over the Thanksgiving break and such like that as well. So without further ado, let's jump into the first film in our marathon, The Hunger Games. Our tribute, Peter Mallard and Katniss Everdeen. They just want a good show. That's all they want. There's 24 of us, Gail. Only one comes out. You're here to make me look pretty. I'm here to help you make an impression. And so it was decreed that each year the 12 districts of Pan Am shall offer up in tribute one young man and woman between the ages of 12 and 18 to be trained in the art of survival and to be prepared to fight to the death. This is the time to show them everything. Make sure they remember you. I just keep wishing that I could think of a way to show them that they don't own me. If I'm going to die, I want to still be me. I just can't afford to think like that. So The Hunger Games, sitting at an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, has a description here. Katniss Everdeen voluntarily takes her younger sister's place in The Hunger Games, a televised competition in which two teenagers from each of the 12 districts of Pan Am are chosen at random to fight to the death. Directed by Gary Ross who directed Pleasantville in 1998, Sea Biscuit in 2003, and Free State of Jones in 2016. Also written by Gary Ross, Suzanne Collins, and Billy Ray, who also actually most recently wrote Overlord and Richard Jewell, 2019. Based on the book by Suzanne Collins, this released on March 23rd, 2012. With a budget of about $78 million, it made an insane amount, actually, $694 million on that budget, so... A success for Lionsgate. This stars Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss Everdeen, Josh Hutcherson as Peter Malark, Liam Hensworth as Gail Hawthorne, Woody Harrelson as Hamish Abernathy, Elizabeth Banks as Effie Trinket, Lenny Kravitz as Cinna. He's got he does not have the oversized uh, scarf in this one, just let you know. But but he's got some tight tight pants. Fuck, he does. He does, and he's proud of it. <laughs> and he keeps saying, "Are are you going to go my way?" <laughs> and he just kept calling her American woman, just fucking playing. It over there. <laughs> <laughs> weird. I was like, dang, he's making a lot of references to his songs. Like, uh, Ailey Tucci as Caesar Flickerman, Donald Sutherland as President Coriolan as Snow, Wes Bentley as Seneca Crane, Willow Shields as Primrose Everdeen, and Paula Malcolmson as Mrs. Everdeen, uh, Primrose and Katniss's mother. So let's jump right into it here. I'm going to start with you, DeBill. What did you think of The Hunger Games? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Just a brief little thought on it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was surprised at how much I I liked it. The quality is really good. The story was really compelling. I was I felt very vested with the characters. The film is just well shot as well. There's just uh, maybe seeing it in 4K on a smaller screen than I did before. Seeing it relax, buddy. Relax. Looking looking really nice. Very crisp. Now Nabil's the guy just slam it, send up for the alley oops. You guys see this shit? No, I, I really know. enjoyed if you're the poor, film. If you're poor, you don't have to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. My little less. I don't know. Upgrade. You got your DVD copy. You got your DVD shameless. copy. Upgrade to that, you know, UHD. I will. No, I will. Yeah, no, Bill, that's actually a good point to bring up. It actually does really look really good for some reason. Yeah. For a movie that's, um, I mean, geez, uh, 14 years old, right? Yeah. Nope. And 12. we've seen some Sorry. of those films. I don't know how to do math. No, not around even that time. 11 years. Jesus, that's <laughs> early. Good I God. Was <laughs> around that time, for films that old, there's not a lot of films that around 
this year that still yeah. look this good, you know, on a on a rewatch in 4K because everything's been kind of upconverted or whatever sometimes. But this looks yeah. this is a very good looking film, and um, especially for the whole muted tones, I I enjoyed a lot of it. Nice. What about you, Mikey? What did you think of the Hunger Games? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a pretty good film. Uh, I like the characters. The characters I think are the what kind of drives it. Um, it is kind of a muted tone throughout. It, it is a, like a almost like an apocalypse movie, right? That's like you know down in yeah. the future a little bit. So, I mean, it, you, it kind of brings that tone to yeah. you. Go ahead. I was gonna say I actually originally they don't actually bring it up too much. Like it's they're in America. Like you guys understand this, right? Like it's not very apparent mm-hmm. in the um, books or in the movies until. I don't think they actually ever bring it up in the in the movies like, hey, like this no, they is never Colorado really or some shit. The district's in the Rocky Mountains. It's above Atlanta or some shit. But uh, it's not it, only in the books does it mention it near the end. Like you realize I was like, oh, OK, that makes sense. So so technically it is a post-apocalyptic place, though. But yeah, I mean, like I said, the characters are, are good. Uh, I think uh, it, it fails a little bit on some of the characters. And, and I'm sure we'll talk about characters here in a little bit here, but. Uh, overall, I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, I like the tone they set. Uh, story was pretty good, and uh, like Nabil said, I was I was pretty vested into some of the characters, so I liked it. Uh, what about you, Marco? Our first time viewer here of the Hunger Games from 2012. Sorry, he's bringing that up. <laughs> Eleven years ago. Yeah, I I went in with not necessarily low expectations, but I I just went in with an open mind, and I actually I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with what these guys said. Uh, tone's great. Yeah, it's it really does make you feel like you're, you know, viewing this apocalypse you know, through the eyes of these characters. I do like the themes that they bring up. I think they're quite relevant. Uh, I think that this movie is actually quite a bit ahead of its decade, if I can say so, and it really makes you. Well, I not all the characters, but yeah, kind of what these guys said. You, you care about some of these characters. You learn to feel sus about some of these other characters and feel confused. And I, I sort of um, talked about that briefly with these guys, but the, the characters are written very um, human-like. And I know that sounds weird to say, but they're not. They're like your everyday people that you know make mistakes. They're imperfect characters, so to speak. Uh, yeah, they're, you know, you know like, they're, they're not dogs. <laughs> Didn't write them like dogs. <laughs> yeah. Like what the yeah, fuck? They're, they're, they're not uh, animated. The real He's people. Not, Peter was less giraffe than I remember this time around. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real boy. I thought I was watching a different version of the Lion King. No, it you you really feel like uh, the the humanity of these characters and uh, you know some some of the actions, some of the decisions, although questionable, you're like, well, you know, a real person might actually really do that. So that that, that checks out. But yeah, overall, yeah. I enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah, I, I enjoy this one still. I got to say, this is still a very solid start to the franchise. I think really uh, with Mikey there, it's it's really the characters that move these ones. I think Jennifer Lawrence and um, Josh Hutchinson do a really good job here. Uh, Woody Harrelson, everybody. Uh, all-star cast, really. It's crazy they got all these people for this, but they casted this movie very well, which is smart because knowing that they were going to do a couple of them, that makes sense. Um I do agree with Nabil. It does look good. There are some things that still look a little dated. Some of the CG is not, you know, quite up there. But yeah, overall, though, it's a solid movie. I like it. The themes of it, you know, the about the people fighting back against like the I mean, fuck is a little Star Wars, I guess. The evil empire and fucking just 
how greed and you know the, the little guy can come back and turn the tide against things. I, I like that kind of um, David versus Goliath kind of story too. I guess so. Speaking of <laughs> cast, then I'll go back to you, Mikey. What who like Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutcherson, anybody else you want to talk about too? Who stood out for you then the most? Or and then you said some people didn't play out for you. Who didn't play out for you? Yeah, well, I think I think the two you just mentioned really kind of stick out. Um, they're like the main characters. They drive the movie. Uh, no, and the, the other characters, character, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the other characters, I, I feel like you just don't get a lot of them. Like Hamish, for instance. I mean, he's like doing a bunch of stuff in the background, but you don't really get to see a lot of it. There's like just snippets of what he does to help him out and while they're in the games. Um, and like Senna and all them, you get like snippets of them, but you never actually get to, like a flesh out character for those people. So I feel like they, they missed some of those other people, even like Flickerman, like you get a lot more in the new movie than you did in these old ones even. So, really? it, you know, I just I felt like I feel as they're just really just side characters. They're not very, I thought, yeah, but that's the, that's the thing. I feel like everybody's a side character except for those two people. See, but once again, I mean, coming off somebody that has read the books, they're exactly shown just as much as they're in the books, I guess. So that's why I'm like, it's fine, I guess, to me. Well, I would want more in the book then, too. So, I mean, it, it, to me, they could have done more with some of their characters. And I think this is over, for me personally, at least, this is how every movie is kind of handled. They have a few people they kind of invest in, and the rest of the characters are kind of just uh, kind of lightly touched on and kind of give you a little bit. But the characters they do let shine are really well done. So I, I think that's kind of what I feel like on most of these uh, movies, actually. What do you think about that, Marco? I was gonna say Mikey's deaf not reading the books now. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's like, that's how it is in the books. Mm, count I was me like, out, Mikey, bro. Once again, I'm, it's a young adult novel. Like there's no pictures. There's no characters. What is this? No, there's I, no I, fucking appendix in the back. I am reading it. I, I disagree a little bit with Mikey. I feel like this kind of like you said, James, this is a an introductory so it's meant to focus primarily on like the main the main two characters which in this case is Katniss and and Peeta and yeah. sort of just sort of sprinkle everyone else around and say hey these are characters you know this is who they are and we're gonna bring them up bring them up more in like the next few movies type of thing yeah I, I agree and too. I, I, yeah and I think because they casted who they casted for the actors like you know Woody Harrelson, Stanley Tucci, it it kind of does make them stand out a little bit, and you you do. It's not like you care about them, but you do kind of like them because of the actor associated with them, right? But I feel like that's that's kind of why, kind of my why I didn't like this whole series is I feel like they took everything that people already had in the books, and they started making movies based on the whole story that they have these three books. Instead of just taking one book at a time and knowing that that's all people are going to know. So, like, it's if you look at the four movies as a whole, I like all the characters and I like what they did. But if you look at just this one movie, I don't like everything they did with it. I, I, does that make sense? What I'm saying? I, that makes sense. I, I know what you say, but I totally disagree with you, Mikey. Okay. Just to let you know. Well, I think the characters are actually really fleshed out for an intro movie. Like, they do, are, they are broken out in a, in a great way. Overall, the story, if you're looking at a story overall, the overall story, it's just it's Katniss is the main character. So the whole books are told in her point of view. So she's not going to know the history of other people without, you know, without the narration telling it somehow. But it's all told from her perspective, much like Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is told by it's all from Snow's perspective. So that's why you only know certain things from his perspective. So 
in 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 that terms, I think if you're looking at that as a book, it actually does a really good job because you only see things technically through Katniss's eyes. So I just uh, got a text from James, and he just bought you the books on Amazon, Mikey. <laughs> no, we have local libraries, Michael. You can go down there support our local librarians. <laughs> what are you talking about, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, I see where you're talking about the Mike. You just, I, I don't agree with you, but I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from, but, uh, you're wrong. So anyways, the bill, what about you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you like Stanley Tucci? <laughs> I actually did like Stanley. I think, uh, Stanley Tucci, was one of the bigger standouts as far as like side characters. I really like Tucci in just about anything he's in, yeah. to tell you the truth. I mean, when he goes for it, he's there. Like he go he goes full fledged whatever this Caesar Flickerman's supposed to be. Yeah. Because I was into it. Like with the interviews, I was enthralled you with tell he's having a lot of fun. conversation. Well, he's, yeah, he's like he's enjoying right? it. It's the same thing with actually Elizabeth Banks, too. I I liked her like portrayal of Effie, but I didn't. That's part of one of the weaknesses as far as characters that I felt like in this movie specifically was for her that we just didn't like. I didn't know what she was, what her. I don't. I don't even want to see what side she was on because it was more like you have Hamish and her together, and if you can kind of understand Hamish's perspective on being a survivor and then like not wanting to do anything like this, and he's just a drunkard. But then you have yeah. like Effie who's just trying to. I don't know, like make them stars, I guess, and try to bring them up. She, but she yeah. represents you know, what, just what is she doing here? Your 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 average citizen of the capital, and that just right. just just the disconnect between them and Actually, the rest of the people in the district. I feel like I get a better feeling of her after, like, when you go into the third and fourth film. Like, okay, I kind of see supports where, where Mucky's, she was uh, opinion yeah. on as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's. Oh, sorry, I wasn't I'm wrong. Not a hater. Oh, okay. I'm not a hater. You. I'm not a hater. Mike. You agree with with Mikey to an extent of like I yeah, felt no, more no, connection watching these back to back than I did watching them and waiting a year or something like that. <laughs> I will say though, one we didn't really talk about him much, and I, I know we don't get too much screen time with him, but I really like Don, Donald Sutherland as Corlana Cor- Snow. Like, I do too. He portrayed him really well. He com- he comes off as a man who knows. What's going to happen, but is trying to let the people around him do what they feel is right while also warning them. But he kind of is predicting, like, he knows how the people are going to react. He he knows that. Very smart uh, guy. Yeah, like PETA and Katniss, this whole love story thing is going to be what it is, but he's worried if it's going to give him too Like, he's, he's like playing this chess game and is aware, but he's just kind of letting it play out. But also is hesitant that it's going to go too far. And he is right. Like through the end of the film, he's been right the whole time. But he just kind of let for some against his better judgment, let the people around him do what they were, what they felt was better, you know, but always. Yeah. So I really he, like that portrayal. I agree. It, it, it comes off. He's like a very like sophisticated, but like super fucking evil guy. And it's yeah, like when he, <laughs> when he executes Order 66, it was wild, dude. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just believe it, dude. Execute Order 66. <laughs> Wipe them out, and all of all them. them. <laughs> I will make it legal. <laughs> legal. He, <laughs> I, legal? I, yeah, he's he's very convincing, is the thing, and that's the that's yeah. the danger of him. Just like Palpatine, actually, he's very he's a smooth fucking talker. And they that's both have the, white the, hair the too. Point. Actually, at one point, you guys think about that? That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Slick back too. Look at that. Nobody knows how old they really are. Dressed Help very fucking lavishly, like Liberace. Very true, and, um, and, and you learn a little bit more why he dresses like that too. In a way, just um, yeah. Later on, 
I forgot Wes Bentley was in this fucking movie, by the way. <laughs> As Seneca Crane, yeah. With that fucking beard. I remember that even back then. I was like, what a beard. That's such what a trippy beard. What an Iron Man-esque fucking beard, right? With the little fucking design on it. Oh, my God. What? He's like, no, I'm Tony Lark. What are you talking about? He's like, I like blueberries. Wait a minute. These are poison. Shit. <laughs> um, let's jump to the games here, guys, because I want to move it on. Anything shock you about, like, plot, even just plot-wise, guys, that stood out for you? Any of the deaths, plot points, anything like that? Or just, like I said, like how the games played out? Uh, Marco, just their willing, just their willingness to kill people. Oh, you the know, kids. Like most movies, yeah. I was like, they were, oh, they like it, by the way, when I saw that, I said, "Oh, that child I was, was like, six. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, all right, it, have some teeth, man, and and you know, show the realities of this world. You know, don't hold back." Yeah. What about uh, you, Mikey? Anything, anything stand out? Uh, kind of the same thing. I, I kind of wish we saw a little bit more with Katniss and Peeta. I mean, I, I, you see like their their love story kind of building, and I, you do see more of it obviously later on as well. But uh, I kind of just wish that I believed Katniss a little bit more uh, in those scenes. But other than that, they had the deaths, like you guys said, I mean, that's obviously the most shocking thing that can happen. So yeah, what what do you think about the love, uh, the romance between Katniss and Peeta, uh, Nabil? Just starting it out for like in this one at least. Yeah, I I. I'm glad that they kind of set it up at the beginning of like, this is what our plan is. We want the people to to believe that we're in love. But yeah, because they're Kat- faking it, basically. Yeah, they're faking it. But to me, like Katniss, I don't know what people saw in her because she wasn't selling it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I, was yeah, like, I, well, like, I can probably point <laughs> like, out she's... a few things he saw. Her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wasn't selling the relationship to me, oh, you know. Man. So I was like, Peta was doing it all, but Katniss, I just don't see like why people see, believe that. But she's like the cold type, and they're like, oh, Peta must be like the love type, and they're like, I, I guess they're so. really total opposites of each other, so it, yeah, it yeah. kind of works. So, and he threw yeah. that fucking burnt ass bread, and then I mean, <laughs> you get it, man. Yeah. Sometimes people yeah. just catch your feelings and shit. You feel me? Like, that's so, that's yep. A, yeah, there's only they, one of they, him. They, you sub, know? they subvert the usual tropes of those characters. It's usually like the the male oh, that's it's like a perfect couple, standoffish, shit. and uh, yeah, yeah, she's the one that's after love. So I, I kind of like that. But I, Nabil, I see. I kind of see that as they were like, it was to make it evident to us that she wasn't really like into this whole acting can I, thing. Can I or say one show thing us what she was really thinking. It yeah. reminds me of like you guys ever seen? You guys have seen Speed, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. such a weird yeah. reference, right? But like, they, remember they bring up like, oh, yeah. like people that are in like these drastic like fucking events usually will fall in love, but it doesn't really last. I always think mm-hmm. of it that kind of for this one, like, oh, they're in such a fucking crazy thing that they're like, hey, we can die any minute. They're like, mm, might as well, right? So I mean, like, well, I mean, to to your point too, like kinda, we're we're talking yeah. about, you know, he's he's uh, Peter. It's supposed to be Peter and Katniss, but no one's talking about Gail in this in this pod yet. Because like no one really believed that shit. I'm like, okay, nah. she's supposed to love this guy, but even early on. Nah. Even yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to be a hater, but even early on <laughs> Even early on when I was fucking two, eleven years ago, I was like, Man, girl's a little bitch, man. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. That's what I felt about it too. I was like, nah, bro. So yeah, he's, he's the guy it. that tries he's the try hard, bro. I was like, mm, dude, too much. Yes. So. <laughs> I I dude I've dude, I straight I up like, forgot about that dude like after seeing I was like, "Fuck this guy, man!" Dude, I was like, "Peter, Peter disguised himself as a rock creature." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Gail don't got a fucking 
I fucking like an ounce of fucking imagination Dude. in his body. I was like, no, yeah. that, ain't the guy. that ain't the guy girls go for. I'm going to tell you right now. I was fucking dying that scene. I don't know why it made me think of James, but it did. <laughs> There's hella memes of that, by the way. Just so you know. I love how Pete is pulling. I was like, how long did he fucking have to do that, dude? <laughs> Motherfucker became like a chameleon. I was like, what? He he had to have like pissed himself, right? Because I mean, he I was moving. Like, I know, Mikey. You've heard our episodes, past ones, before you joined, but that would be like the James vehicle for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> it fucking would. He's just got fucking grass in his hair and shit. I was like, dude, he just do once again. Guys. Just slamming on Marvel shit. I was like, that's better CG than the Marvel shit. <laughs> I'm gonna hire Peter Malarks to do the next fucking movie. <laughs> Oh man. I do want to bring up kind of shocking that like once again I forgot that kill, kids are just getting killed in this fucking thing too. I know it's literally the Hunger Games there can only be two people but like the fact that how like Rue dies for instance is like pretty devastating. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I was like Jesus man, I forgot like and it was what fucking uh was that Jack Quaid that killed her? Yeah. God Through damn. the uh the spear. Yeah, Jack Quaid, just background character in this one, but he's talked about being in this movie. It's funny <laughs> as fuck, by the way. And like Jack Quaid has gotten quite more famous, obviously, with the boys and Scream and right. shit. So it's just funny that he's like in this and technically in a flashback in the next one. So it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Jack Quaid throwing spears? So that was kind of weird. But um, what's your guys' thoughts on the end then? How Katniss and Peta basically are going to kill themselves, but then... You know, because they, you know, they're they're tricked into saying, "Oh, there can be two winners this year," but then Snow's just trying to blame out to just get this fucking shit going. But then when he realizes that they've kind of thwarted his plans, he's like, "I guess I'll let it allow it for now." What did you guys think about overall that and just kind of the ending, uh, Marco? I liked it. It it was like a, a a standoff between the powers that be and them. Like they, it, it's it's a stalemate basically because neither side wins or loses. But they survive, and I kind of like that, like because there was there was no way out of it, and they thought, well, we'll catch their attention this way. Fuck it, and then the state was like, hey, we can't have these guys have one on us. Fuck that. Let's yeah, fucking roll with it, and make it look like it was our idea. So I, I like that. I was, I mean, obviously there was going to be sequels, but I was curious yeah, how this would play into their into their plans. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Mikey? What'd you think of the ending? Yeah, I mean, I kind of echo what Marmarco said. I mean, it's like, you know, two craftsmanships of uh, minds going together, and uh, she just outsmarted them, basically. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it keeps you kind of curious on what's going to happen if, you know, another movie comes up here. And it does a good job. This is, in my opinion, and the last one, obviously, here, but it's the only one that kind of wraps up in a good way. Uh, the other one's just I, I the think it's ones. still, like Marco said, yeah. a bit bitter, bittersweet, but. God, yeah, but it's, it's, it does actually have an ending, though, right? So it's like, I, I kind of like that here, but it just leaves it open for an, al- an alternate one, which obviously sure. happened. So, yeah. No, I liked it, though. I, th- I thought it was good. Man, President Snow just getting screwed over by these mocking jays. Always. Right? <laughs> it also puts the stakes on, like, the gamesmen, too, right? Like, they, if they don't oh, yeah. do a good game, they just fucking die. So, yeah. Next movie. Yeah. Yeah. Snow definitely takes it out on him. He was like, hey, I left you a little gift. Make sure you eat all them berries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so last thing I do want to bring up is like it is kind of funny how like that beehive just 
just kills the shit out of somebody, by the way. Those those wasps or what are <laughs> the those? The hornets. Yeah, and they kind of come yeah. back later in a way, kind of like a little hint at like what they can do. And I was like, that's actually one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So like Peter, you will see he's like about to betray her and stuff, but he's really just, you know, he's just he's he's lost in the sauce, if you know what I mean, boy stuff. I get it, man. Shit, I get it. So uh let's get a star rating for this one, guys. And uh would you recommend it? Would you not recommend it? And also with your rating, I want you to tell me best quick a uh, quick best thing, a quick worst thing. Nabil start with you. I know that's a lot of threat you. So. Uh I give it four stars. I definitely would recommend watching this film again. Uh, the best thing is the characters really do get invested in them. So if you're if if for I haven't read the books, but as an adaptation, I've imagined that this is really good the connection with the characters comparatively. Um, worst thing, I'd say that some of the side characters you don't get to spend enough time with. So yeah. I know you wanted more Cinna. We all did. Mikey, did. what about yeah. you? Uh, so I gave this one three and a half stars. Uh, I would definitely recommend watching this one, though. This is this is my favorite one out of all of them so far. Uh, and uh, as far as the best thing about this movie, the characters, we kind of talked about that a lot already. Uh, the worst thing, I will say, uh, just to be a little different than the bill, uh, the portrayal of the love, uh, the love triangle, I guess, uh, that they're trying to portray or hinted at. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. Uh, Marco, what about you? I give this one four stars and would definitely recommend it. I would say the best thing about this movie is the themes that it uh, touches on, as well as the risks it takes with um, the level of violence, because not I'm not promoting violence. It's just that it's, it's willing to show the realities of this world. And you'd be surprised how many movies hold back. I'd say the worst part is probably... Um, not really expanding more on what uh, what the state of the world is in this. It just shows shows you just it scratches the surface, but I feel like the other movies show a little bit more. Nice, uh, yeah, I would give it four out of five stars. I'd highly recommend checking it out, especially if you've never seen it. I think the best thing too is really just the characters, just the building up of them, and I think the Hungry Games themselves are a pretty cool little sequence of events too. Um, the worst thing is probably Jennifer Lawrence is crying. Um, fuck, she does not do Peter! that job. Peter! Dude, I don't think she gets good at it until like other movies. <laughs> when she does her ugly cry thing, it's fucking terrible. So that's the one thing that stood out to me. I want to let you guys know. That might be the worst thing in all four. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll see. I'll have to think about it. All right. And with that, let's talk about the next film, The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. You saved us. I know that. I can't go on acting for the cameras and then just ignoring each other in real life. She's not who they think she is. And she has to be eliminated. I agree, but in the right way. At the right time. We have to go before they kill us. They will kill us. People want to fight. I'm staying here. They fought very hard in the games, Miss Everdeen. But they were games. Would you like to be in a real war? Imagine thousands of your people dead. Your loved ones. Gone. What do I need to do? This is the 75th year of the Hunger Games. The tributes are to be reaped from the existing pool of victors. Hannah! I get to say goodbye. Hannah! 
these games are going to be different. Forget everything you think you know about the games. Last year was child's play. This year, you're dealing with all experienced killers. Any last advice? Stay alive. So The Hunger Games Catching Fire sitting with a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. This film shows Katniss Everdeen and Peter Malark becoming targets of the capital after their victory in the 74th Hunger Games sparks a rebellion in the districts of Panem. This is a new director by Francis Lawrence, who also did Constantine, I Am Legend, Water for Elephants, and Red Sparrow, and was written by Simon Bufoy, who did Slumdog Millionaires and 127 Hours, Salmon Fishing, Yemen, and Everest, as well as Michael Arndt, who did Oblivion, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens as well. So based on the book by Susan Collins, and this film was released in November 22nd in 2013. This had a bit of a bigger budget of $135 million, and the box office was a smash hit of $865 million, so it did amazingly well, comparatively. Pretty much all the main characters have returned. Um, There are some new characters that that, uh, were added to the series. Philip Seymour Hoffman is introduced as Plutarch Heavensby. Sam Claflin comes in as Finnick O'Dare. Jenna Malone is Johanna Mason. And Jeffrey Wright is here as B.T. Latier. So, James, we're going to start with you this time. What did you think about this movie? I think this one's my favorite one, actually. It's my favorite one of the books, too. I think it it just kind of amps up everything, I think, with having the plot line of the victors, like having a special, like, you know. Yeah, they didn't kind of do we tread it off. Best, best of fucking Hunger Games, I guess, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. they bring it in. I like I like all the new characters, too. I think for, once again, knocking it straight out of the fucking park with the, the cast here. Yeah, uh, we got definitely. the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know. So, um, uh, he actually he died during the filming of the last movie for this one. So it's kind of crazy that like he was probably just blazed out of his mind every time. I don't know. <laughs> fuck, I saw Marco, but I was like, yeah. I wonder if he's it's, just fucking high the whole time. He just thought he was filming Boogie Nights the whole time. He was on that hair run, as my friend Sammy would say. <laughs> so, um, riding that black dragon. He's yeah, the rainbow dragon. I don't know. Uh, great <laughs> fucking action. All jokes aside. Um. Uh, I know we'll get into it, but this is one that I like a lot. I, the budget, you can definitely tell, amped up. I think the visuals are even better in this one, especially there's a lot of stuff featured with water in this one, and it looks it's fucking great. So, Yeah. Yeah. Any, um, what about you, Marco? What were your thoughts on this film? Anything you stood out to you that you liked, didn't like? I liked it. I felt it was an improvement from the first one to a point. I agree with James. The budget definitely helps. The visuals are a lot better. Uh, the stakes increase a little bit more in this one, which I like. You get a little bit more world building on this and see a little bit more of uh, how Pan Am functions and um, how their how their evil their government is. But it it shows more of like the what I what is called like the banality of evil. How like every like evil hides within normalcy, and you see just like how normal like everyone sees these these occurrences happening. It's like. You know, it's just a game to them, and these are just you know celebrities to them, and um, everyone in the capital, you know, just really doesn't give a shit. They just like, yeah, let's, let's keep going. They're they're okay with the status quo, and I liked how this show, uh, this movie, built on that. Yeah, and Mikey, 
I imagine you're going to have a different take here. So <laughs> what was your uh, thoughts on this? Trash. No, no, I, <laughs> I echo a lot of what they said here. I mean, you can't tell, you can't tell the budget's a little bit better on this one here. And they did just take all the themes and everything they did in the first one and amp it up. So I you know I can kind of see what they're saying here. Um, I, I didn't like the way they wrapped this one up because it's, I mean, they just, something happens and they just like cut it off and it's just like a whole Lord of the Rings, you know, Hey, we're going to continue. To be continued. Yeah, so I didn't really like that aspect I mean, of things. You must not be a fan of the two towers. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I want movies to end if they're not called part one. Right, you guys said or it. Part two. You guys, just Empire Strikes Back, two towers, <laughs> trash. Compared, Mikey's just saying trash. trash. Yeah, they're garbage. Those little I, 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 go fucking off themselves, dude. I, I lightly agree Mikey. with Mikey on this. That is probably my biggest qualm with this movie is how it ends. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It. It, I liked it. You like the way it ends? Yeah, I, I love a good uh, cliffhanger oh. ending. A lot of movies do that. No, I, I, hate I hate it. On TV, I will say, I hate it on movies. to, to, to your, your point here, though, Mikey, they, they do intentionally let you know that this is like... I remember, James, if you recall, like after you stay at the end of the credits, they do the whole mocking Jade token changing and everything. Like that yeah. was their hype creating. Like they knew that they were making a sequel. And so that was part was of announced. the whole thing. Like yeah, they, were they were building it. up the hype for it. And so I mean, that was the intent. Was after the success of the first one, that knowing that there's yeah. three. No, they were going to definitely make. Correct movies. me if I'm yeah. from wrong, Mikey, but I, th- I think what Mikey is saying is just the way it was filmed, the way that ending was filmed. It's like, yeah, it's like the James ending is five minutes it, long. Right? Yeah, like, James mentioned Empire Strikes Back, but they let that ending breathe a little bit, you know? And yeah. it, I will say it just felt if like it's a better comparison. The two towers cuts off exactly like it, then, if that's what you're talking about. I'm just saying it's like, it, it, you know, she breaks the big dome. And then they they pick her up on a helicopter, and then they have like five lines of dialogue, and the movie ends. Like that's that's not enough for me to like you know finish a movie. I, I wanted a clean ending that that could have been a lot better in my opinion. Okay, that's so. fair. All right, uh, and you know I I actually thought this the story was I, I I'm more on the side of James. Like it was just a much more punch up of everything in the last film. Like there's just. I I actually like the fact that they didn't retread any everything. It was the the same stuff, but better amped up. They had there was reasoning behind it. You know, Snow was like, "Fuck these guys. We're gonna just show them who's boss and get all these uh, uh you know the victors back into the ring and like really hype this up and tell these people that no, you can't rebel against us if you think so. This is what can happen. Nobody's immune. Like this whole story, I think it was a very good way to retread on old ground while making it feel super fresh and still move the for- plot forward. I can see your point about the ending, but I guess kind of already knowing going into it that they intended to do the the sequel. I don't think we knew at the time if it was going to be a part one or part two. I could be wrong. Uh, I don't, know if it was, but, I don't uh, remember that either. Because yeah, I remember but, like they did it because of Harry Potter, I think, right? Yeah, I think it was because of Harry Potter they split yeah. it. Um, but I knew that the, we knew there was going to be there. So though I kind of, I, I see what you're saying about like it kind of ending abruptly. I also... I I remember even like I felt kind of embarrassed watching it the second time and going through the end of the film because I, I it re- reminded me of the hype I felt <laughs> at the end of it it's like oh shit what's gonna happen in the next film at when we saw it beforehand I, yeah. I was looking for yeah and I was like oh I really want to see what's and gonna happen being confused by plots to begin with probably was like I don't I don't know what's going on like what the fuck where's Peter they didn't show them taking them like no Nabil it happened they were telling him. Oh, fuck! I 
don't I don't know if I can do this for another year. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean that's that's the that was the feeling though, like the excitement of going into yeah. the next film. So um, so that's that's where I kind of came with it. But so so let's talk a little bit about the plot itself and um what's different. So I will go back to you, Mikey. How do you feel overall about this movie's plot compared to what we saw, you know, in the first film? Do you think it was more of the same? Do you think that that it was a better film? Or, you know, how did you feel that they did here? Well, yeah, like you guys have been saying, it, it, they really did amp it up. I mean, just even just talking about like the overall, like just the arena itself, like it was 10 times more complex than the previous arena they were doing the Hunger Games in. And then on that, they amped up the characters. Like you get like more interesting characters. I feel like in this one, uh, like you know, some of the people come back, but like you know, uh, BD and and some of the characters are a little bit more complex, right? They have a little bit of uh, their own little skills. You know, they're all survivors from these games, and and they how they have these special skills, and you know, things get unraveled as you go. So just I, I feel like everything is just amped up, like you guys were saying from the other stuff, and and I really did enjoy that part. Yeah. I mean, I like me some Finnick. I didn't know I did until I saw him. I was like, oh, dude, I, I was going to say the same thing. Dude, Sam Claflin should get more roles, dude. That guy has yeah. such fucking um, bravado on screen, man. Agreed. Just, yeah, I, yeah. I know. Total side note. I'm just, I don't know. No, speak more to it. So what did you, what did you think smile. about this film? Smile in his <laughs> eyes. And the new characters in here, James. <laughs> James caught feelings. I mean, fuck, I got caught up like Peta and fucking uh, said, Katniss up in this bitch. Johanna, <laughs> Johanna, Peta in the elevator. What's going on here, guys? Yeah, it was weird. Uh, it's cool because like Finnick comes off as kind of like a dick, right? And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, he's gonna be one of those guys. But then you soon realize throughout the film, like Finnick's actually only doing this because he's protecting somebody, and like he's like a really good guy, which is yeah. really good to find out. Like he saves Peta's life when Jennifer Lawrence is ugly crying again, and like. <laughs> Trying to, he's not that. I don't know, man. He's just, he's just really charismatic. He fucking saves him a couple times. There's times where people are trying to. I think he kills the Raphael guy, or Jack Reacher dude, whatever his fucking name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's <laughs> right. in this movie too. Yeah, whatever his fucking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dove, Dove or yeah. what was it? Tank. Fucking Hawks, right? The, the tank. Yeah. Hawk, yeah. yeah, fucking Hawks in this bitch. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is Hawk doing? I didn't even remember that. I was like, holy shit, he's got no role in this. But I get it. He's District One or Two, right? So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with Mikey though. The characters, the new one. Once, like I said, and then even having uh, Plutarch, then you realize, like, you know, I like the whole subplot with how, like, the rebellion is. Oh my god, it's Star Wars. But the rebellion is like growing, and there's like people that are in the inside that are like higher up, but they're secretly doing stuff, and you know, yeah. yeah, And I like that whole thing. So I really liked it. Once again, like I said, were you sad sad about uh, Senna? Because I was. I, I was because I kind of forgot about that part too, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, they just beat the shit out of fucking fucking Cinna right in front of her. So you can't ugly, do that, to Lenny Kravitz. And then the ugly cry, but then it was such a beautiful shot because the aspect ratio actually changes. Yeah, if you saw it in IMAX version too, it, it was even crazier. But like, it's it's at a certain aspect ratio, and then as she's going up the elevator, the aspect ratio increases it's to where, the whole screen. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic cinematography. So that's all. Yeah. Uh, and Marco, what were your thoughts on the, the overall plot or any of the characters? How, how did you uh, feel about this film? I like the ensemble of characters. I felt it was an evolution of the previous movie where we just really focus on two or three characters. And now because they are forced to make alliances in, in this special version of The Hunger Games, we can introduce more characters. And I, I agree, dude. Finnick is, is awesome. I liked even... Uh, 
uh, Jenna Malone's character, Joanna Mason, just mainly because I'm a sure, Jenna Malone fan. So, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She, Something about her dirty but she, little bit. She's, of she's, she's, <laughs> she, she's a she's, she's a wild card, man. And you just you don't know what to expect from her, yeah. which is cool. It's 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 yeah, that person card. in the group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wild card. Yeah, that's for sure. Sure, Marco. So wild elevator ride, you know. So no, but it's that character you just don't know what to expect of them. Are they going to be cool? Are they going to betray you? And I, I like how she, even though she seemed kind of shady, like she was going to trick him in the end, she stayed, you know, true. Obviously for other reasons, like but still, yeah, it, it's it's uh, uh that's kind of how you do you know subversion for movies that have done it very horribly. I and think that I, sequence I like, of events of finding out who's on her side is kind of cool when you're like, oh shit, yeah, like you're with her, yeah, so. exactly. Um, Plutarch, obviously, Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of the best. Uh, Rip, I know all <laughs> we were kind of ripping into him earlier today, but <laughs> he, I feel he's like a he great man. With and us, by the way, I don't know him personally. Oh, absolutely, but <laughs> dude. Yeah, absolutely. So he adds more depth and it kind of more mystery as to like, what's this guy's motivations, what's going on and explaining more about what, what's going on in, in this world, as far as like the, the rebellion goes and how people are getting inspired by Katniss Everdeen. I kind of like that. I do like the upgrade to the arena as well, how it's, it, it, it evolves and they, they figure out how, um, it's like a clock, you know, at every hour yeah. something, yeah, something new happens. And I think that adds like a bit more to like the stakes. And I was like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty interesting. Cause here you go into this movie thing. It's going to be like, oh, okay, they're going to survive another arena. What's, what's the new gag that's going to happen. But this, it was actually pretty good in a, in a welcoming surprise. It also allowed some of the characters to shine too, because in the previous movie, everything was kind of brutal and like savage. And in this one, they had characters that were smart and crafty. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like all kind of winners. That's why, like you said too, Mikey. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I, I was going to say, especially because these are all champions of the previous Hunger Games, so you know, like they brought their A game. Yeah. True. And it's it's cool to see that like some of them weren't the most like physically able of the types that won. Like for instance, BT mm-hmm. won because he he literally like electrified people. Like yeah. he just yeah. smart, which is cool. So. And I, I think too, even like talking about we we're, we're talking about a lot of the newer characters, but even the older ones, like this is a great way of showing Snow thinking he has more control than he does. You know, he miscalculates and thinks that this is going to put people in line, not realizing that he's getting these victors of hella pissed off and they all want to rebel against him. They would have probably never wanted to do that. I, and I this this kind of pushed it across. So this is another example of. Of the the way they kind of develop these characters and show what Mikey said or um in the in or Marco said in the beginning in the first one like <laughs> they're very human you know comparatively <laughs> so, this one was less tiger than the last one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marco just kept saying it's a spark that starts the rebellion I said Marco I don't are you calling Star Wars Episode Eight again <laughs> There's no Wookiees this in this one. <laughs> It's the spark that starts the rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, was there anything, James? Let me ask you: Is there anything that you were really surprised by this film, um, or even like since you're the only one here that actually read the books, that you felt like was <laughs> by, missing? Yeah. By now, these are the movies where like I'd already read all the stuff when I watched them. But yeah. Like rewatching it now, I actually once again, I actually, I forgot Philip Seymour Hoffman was in these movies. By the way, unfortunately, oh really? I totally forgot. Yeah. And watching it was like a really nice surprise. 
Um, I like the I just liked just kind of revisiting the characters themselves and I think ultimately finding out what happens at the end and kind of seeing and I guess what's more shocking is that I, I while I do agree with Mikey in the last movie the the romance wasn't as played out this one kind of does show more evolution of that which I kind of like yes agree um, that you actually can tell that they're catching feelings for real now boys <laughs> they're like, catching fire oh my god <laughs> damn Marco he's writing a romance in the fan novel by the way on the side just like just let you guys know <laughs> uh, let me smoke the dub real quick and get a little in here so um <laughs> sorry we're getting all goofy today I like that like like there's this time period between the the games it's been a few months and you can tell that Peta and Katniss have not talked in a while and have to fake it but then like you know, once again, catching feelings. Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. It happens. Then they're thrown back into this crazy event. Uh, PETA actually volunteers. I like that scene where uh, it actually it's yeah, it's Woody Harrelson's character. H- Hamish gets picked first, actually, to be the one to get back. But PETA, you know, if somebody jumps in, then there's only three of them. Obviously, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's pretty obvious who's going to go, right? So I like that he's like, no, I'm going to go. So he's like, okay, here we go. So I don't know. PETA's just a really good guy too on top of that so is i i, I liked him more in this film like you can I've see always, the sincerity of like, I've always like josh Hutcherson. so yeah josh Hutcherson's great was there anything that you felt um, stood out for you or was really a surprise to you in this movie watching it for the first time no just really character wise I, I agree with james philip seymour hoffman he really just kind of stood out just because i i didn't know he was in these films and i didn't even know that these were his last films so that kind of uh that kind of made me enjoy these a little bit more. I was like, oh man, we lost a real one. So poured one out for the homie. I know. Yeah. It just made me want to actually watch more Philip Seymour Hoffman movies too. I was like, damn, I really want to watch Philip Seymour Hoffman movies. Yeah. Although one, one last thing that did kind of stood out is when PETA and Katniss are talking on the train and they're getting to know each other a little bit more. Cause that comes in handy a little later. And talking about the color, it, Marco. Yeah. They're, they're talking about each other's favorite color and, um, what they wanted to do in life. And it's kind of a, it's a really touching scene. You can see that they're being sincere and honest with each other and opening up. I also, you know because I'm, like I'm picking sap. Marco. No, no. I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, Marco one oh one questions here. I don't know. What kind of music you like? Shit? I don't know. <laughs> Getting real personal. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. I like, fucking, I, I like green too, I guess. Shit. Yeah. Don't stop lying. Shit. <laughs> that's my favorite book too i just i just pretty, it yeah, out no, i just i'm actually i just actually started it. it's kind of crazy but yeah so <laughs> did, did you just describe the back cover no i don't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> or read covers <laughs> sorry mark are you saying you're you're a sap <laughs> He, he bit his lip when he said it. Is that's what? Sorry, I've just known you guys too long at this point. Where I'm like, shut the fuck up, Mark. <laughs> no, I was gonna say when, uh, <laughs> uh, when when she when they're like don't want to leave each other from the in the room, you know, because they don't trust anybody else. So, oh yeah, I like that too. I like that yeah. too. Stay with me. Should- it just shows that, that the their scene? trust is growing and also their feelings to one? each other. Yeah. And this is right. I'm going to yes. tell you right now. A girl mm-hmm. tells you that. You're in, baby. You're in. <laughs> you don't say no. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't. If Jennifer Lawrence asks you to stay in the bed there, you take the, you take the stab. <laughs> well, I guess. Right. Shit, it's not very comfortable, <laughs> but. Uh, 
Might sure. as well take one for the it's team. That big of a bed, you know? Sure. Okay. I don't, I don't have my, my Tempur-Pedic pillow there, but it's fine. You know, I, I'll, cool. I'll be over there. I mean, my arm's falling asleep now, but I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so with that, let's, let's rate this film. And also, I'm going to start with you, Mikey. To let us know would you recommend it um and give us something that you think is probably the best part of this movie and what you think is the worst part of it uh okay well i gave this one a also a three and a half stars uh i would recommend this one as well uh and best thing about this movie is just that they took everything that was good from the first one and made it even better uh so i just like that here i already talked about the worst thing i think the ending is by far the worst thing of this movie yeah it's the, really right the only thing that i didn't like about the movie so <laughs> all right so james let's go to you what uh what's your rating and best worst uh i give it a four stars too i think it's just as good as the first was like i said it's personally my favorite i want to say it's maybe because of fucking finnick and fucking <laughs> goddamn uh philip Seymour hoffman man i don't know man they just hit it for me in these movies it, it I saw these at a weird, I, I think this is the year two that I graduated college. So I remember like, this was a weird time for me. So I don't know. I got a lot of nostalgia for this film. So just remembering a lot of things, watching it out. Worst thing, probably. Uh, yeah. The sudden ending for people doesn't work for me. It's not that big of a deal, but I think the worst thing, I don't know. There's a lot to pick on this one. Like not a lot, I guess. The ugly cry from Jennifer Lawrence. I don't. Re- she just cannot do a cry scene. I I remember even talking about this ten years ago, dude. I'm not even joking. Like this was a big issue. I was like, fuck. She she's terrible at crying, crying and saying she's stuff. She's wailing, but, bro. She's like, wailing. Ah, like, Peter. like when Peter Jurassic parks himself, and blows up. So I was like, shit, dude. Parks so, <laughs> himself. I mean, that's what happens when you get electrified. But yeah, that's true. That's I guess. Uh, I don't know. I guess that maybe. I don't know. Okay. How about you, Marco? Uh, rating best and worst. I actually give this one three and a half stars. I I know shocking, right? I do like it. I do like the evolution it takes from the first one. Uh, but after finishing the entire series of movies, I downgraded my rating on this one. And best part is the camaraderie of the group in this one and the ability to work together and showing that hey, sometimes you have to you know set your differences aside and work together in order to accomplish a goal. And the weakest part is th- that the ending, dude, the abrupt ending. I felt it could have been handled a little, little better, you know, just a couple minutes more to kind of let it breathe a little bit, and you're good. All right. So I would also give this film a four stars out of five, and I recommended it. I think the best thing about this film is that it is everything's amped up. I love the more connections with not just the main characters, but the side characters. I feel like you get a little bit more fleshed out with them, and so... There's a, there's even a deeper connection to them here than even in the first film. So I really enjoyed that. Um, the worst part, I will have to kind of go with everybody else and say it's partly the ending, but not that it's that it's abrupt. I feel that every there's a lot that happens at the end, and this just kind of comes to a climax, like it rushes to that ending. Right, there's a certain part where everything's kind of coming together to have a plan and then there's a lot of chaos <laughs> and so i feel that that maybe yeah there could have been a little bit of leading up to that part where she's uh you know airlifted out of there but otherwise i think it was a great film all right so on to the number three here the hunger games mocking jay part one i never wanted any of this i never wanted to be in the games I just wanted to save my sister and keep Peta alive. Miss Everdeen, 
It's the things we love most that destroy us. to lay down their weapons now. You're alive. PETA is the capital's weapon, the same way you're ours. You will rescue PETA at the earliest opportunity, or you will find another Mockingjay. Came out in 2014. Uh, it has a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the synopsis here is Katniss Everdeen is in District 13 after she shatters the games forever. Under the leadership of President Coyne and the advice of her trusted friends, Katniss spreads her wings as she fights to save PETA and the na- and a nation moved by her courage. This one was directed by Francis Lawrence, who did the same stuff we just talked about in the last one, uh, and uh, written by uh, Peter Craig, who did The Town in 2010, uh, Bad Boys for Life, The Batman, Top Gun Maverick, uh, and also Danny Strong, who did The Butler, uh, Rebel in the Rye, Empire. This is also based on a book by Suzanne Collins, released on November 21st of 2014 on a budget of $135 million, which I think is the same as the previous film. Uh, and it got a box office of $755.4 million, so also did pretty well. Um, all the previous characters, or a lot of them, return as well as these uh, additions. It's Julianne Moore as President Alma Coyne, Steph Dawson as Annie Cresta. Mashallah Ali as Boggs, Nellie Dormer as Cressida, Eldon Henson as Pollux. And uh, let's start things off by uh, some brief thoughts on the film. Uh, and we'll start with uh, Marco. What do you think of the film? And did you like it? Did you not? I really like this one, dude. I know this one, a lot of people said it's kind of not really their favorite, but it, I, I think that this elevates the story beyond the games themselves and really focuses on like the major plot point which is the rebellion and and really trying to like overthrow this evil fascist government that you know hoards all the resources and lets all the freaking districts fight amongst each other and starve so i really like that aspect of it um i think it introduces some really good characters like julianne moore as president alma coin just mainly because julianne moore is you know great actor um freaking uh <laughs> <laughs> Boogie Nights reunion with her and uh, and true. Phil Seymour Hoffman. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> just had to bring it up. That, actually, yeah, <laughs> Damn, I didn't think about that. That's weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Uh, Mahershala Ali too as Boggs. I, I like Mahershala Ali. Big big fan of his. Um, that is well known when this movie came out. By the way, right? I was. Yeah, I forgot I, he was in this film. Me too. Like, when hey, I saw him, I said, oh, "No way." Whose voice is that? <laughs> dude for real i was that blade oh snap blade <clears throat> is your movie gonna come out maybe right yeah maybe maybe uh, i don't TV. know they might, <laughs> might push it back again i don't know uh but uh i i felt that uh the really like the evolution of the plot is what really uh drew me in for this one i thought you're gonna be elden hansen is foggy from daredevil <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't speak in here. Just like, like, Killers of the Flower Moon doesn't t- doesn't say a line either in this one either. Huh? They okay. never give my guy a freaking speaking line. I was like, it's fucked up. 
<laughs> right. Uh, how about you, Nobel? What do you think of the movie? And a little bit about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel as strongly as Marco did as far as it being amped up. It's okay. It's a. It's a good film. It's. I. It's a bit slow for me. I think that's the intent. They split this up in two. Um, I don't know if they really needed to, but hey, you know, I'm sure it brought them a lot more money. The whole love triangle thing. I'm finally glad that they they squashed that and got that sorted out with with Gail. Like she's. She doesn't care about him anymore. <laughs> she's I like, mean, nah, well, we kind of does a little this one. bit. She's like leaning back and forth. It, it ends up being more stronger in the third and the fourth film a little bit. And she, so she this draws the one a where line. I, I mean, I blend the two together. Does she kiss him in this? And he's like, you, I can tell that is, yeah, like, yeah, this this maybe one, do it. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Is that the is the one? Yeah, and I was like. You lost her. <laughs> I said, yeah. okay, bro. She's moved on. <laughs> I was like, game, set, and match. When, when you're questioning it like that, it's like, yeah, no what chance, was I bro. I just like, once again, I said, damn, Marco, fuck. He <laughs> <laughs> tried. He tried. Damn. I was like, me? <laughs> you're barking up the wrong tree there, my friend. I was yeah. like, fuck, she's not gone, again. She's gone off to greener pastures. <laughs> <laughs> just let yeah, it go. I feel like she's this film there. You are really setting into them trying to build this rebellion and she's the reluctant hero, obviously. But I just, I also Locking feel in. that, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of, I don't know. I, I don't, necess- I just feel different about Katniss's motivation, I guess, because she's, she's doing it for PETA and also what she's seen. She doesn't recognize, she didn't really know how serious everything was until she sees it, but I don't know. I feel that they just were spending too much time. It could have been a little bit tighter. So I don't know. I, I just didn't feel like it was strong as the other ones. Sorry. Yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way, actually. Uh, it's kind of echo it. I'll just do mine right now here. Uh, I, I feel like this movie is way too slow. They let everything just kind of play out a little bit. And uh, it just it takes way too long to get to some of the plot points and some of the stuff that happens. And I feel like they probably did that to kind of leave the fourth film to be the way it was, which... You know, we'll talk about that in a little bit here, but more action. Uh, yeah, more action, you know, kind of different film. But they really just take the Hunger Games part of it out of this. Right. So the pre- two previous films had like a like an arena and stuff that happens and you don't get that feel in this. And while they don't have an arena in the fourth one, you kind of bring that they kind of bring that back still in a different way. And I was kind of missing that in this one, I guess. Um, there is a lot of prop points that kind of come through, but I just feel like everything just took forever to do. So, um, yeah, so I kind of just echo what what Bill said. Uh, James, how do you feel about it? I actually agree with you guys. This is probably the one that I like the least. I will say, though, uh, reminiscent of like the last Harry Potter book, um, like where they don't go back to the like every Harry Potter book is structured in a way where they well everybody beats up and they go back to school together and they, you know, so on and so forth. The last book is the one that's entirely different. This book is very much kind of the same where like it's not set up like the other two previous books where they come back, do a little show with Flickerman and go fucking into the games. So yeah. that is something that is, I, I didn't mind that. I do like the new characters, but uh, once again, I think, I think this could have been one movie really, man. They could have tightened it up. They could have put both parts together to make just a long ass fucking three hour movie. Maybe I don't three know. Three hour movie. Two yeah. and a half. Even they could, they could have even done it, but I, I agree with Marco though. They, they do draw it out and set up. It does without this movie. I don't think we'd get the payoff that we get in the next movie is, is what I'm, I, I, what I agree with. So overall though, not a lot happens in this movie. <laughs> like, truthfully, like, I get it. Like, they're, they're shooting propaganda. We keep seeing fucking um, 
fucking PETA looking worse and worse on everything. It's, it's almost kind of hilarious. No offense to him. Like, every time you see, like, God damn, man, look, fuck, he's looking bad. He's like, you know, I just to add you, to please. that, too. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that it, I remember when we first saw it, because the graphics were, I guess, new to me, but I was like, he's really like losing weight really quickly. No, like, it's, CG. It's, it's CG. Yeah. yeah. I realized afterwards it's all CG, but he did lose, this time, I was like, he did lose some weight for like later, I think, or something like that. Like he did drop some mm-hmm. weight though. In but, the, in the, I think in the next film, it's, yeah. it's more apparent. Yeah. But in weight. this one, it, it's CG, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, once again, the Bill flexing is like, I couldn't tell it unless my 4K hit the full max. <laughs> that 4K. <laughs> HDR. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll, we'll be vision, guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- we, we kind of touched on the story. We kind of had the lack of, I guess, a, a story on this one here. So how about we get into some characters then? Uh, what did you guys think of the returning or the, the actual characters here? We'll start with Nabil. Uh, well, I, I liked seeing Mahersha Ali. They don't give him much as Boggs do, um, but, you know, just his presence is always great. So He's really you know, cool. Killing right? it every time. Yeah, he's just a cool guy, just That's being cool. there. I'd like to <laughs> kick it with him. Uh, Alma Coin, she's fine. Uh, I I saw, the, when I was watching it, I was like, mm, I don't know if I trust her much. We'll see where this goes. But I really like... Uh, again, we forgot the plot from <laughs> Yeah, I did. I was like, what's going on here? And I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to trust her or not. What's going on here? But I do like Plutarch again, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like his his involvement over here, he's really, you know, he's still, I think they reference it like he's still playing as the game maker and uh, he's doing a great job of just moving. He's like what's moving this plot forward, in my opinion, as we're watching it and things are going on. Like he's kind of making the decision saying, you know, you should let her do her thing. She's put her out in the field. She'll figure it out. It's going to be great, you know, and like letting these things happen. So I, I love talks, I thought of his character from Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> just the way that he talks. I, I know it's just like, you like so direct and like with a lot of authority. Yeah. I was like, I like you, man. So yeah, that's all. <laughs> it's like, I. You're, you're you're doing great. Um, screen presence, yeah. man. It's all about screen presence. Yes, Jennifer Lawrence was was good. She, I liked her emotional scenes. Um, I, I think it was very clear she was comfortable with the role, even more so in this film because she she was good at playing the duality of like I don't want to be a part of this. I just want to be done with all this. And then when she was out in the field and seeing it, she's like, I'm going to inspire hope, not because she was trying to, but because she felt the pain, and I felt that with her. So I felt even. To some extent, inspired when she was doing some of the propos. I was Dude, like, the Bill okay, was doing the fucking hand it. thing. He was just like, uh, I was like, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm you know, with I'm the joining the rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he can't whistle, so <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> you know me too well, Marco. I was like. <laughs> 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 and it's like I'm the mocking J too. Marco, I saw you shaking your head at uh, Nabil as in a uh, an agreement gesture. So, uh, do you want to elaborate, or do you have anything else on the story that you want to mention since you liked it a little bit more than we did? I, I like the propos, man. I know as a lot of it like is mainly like politics is what they discuss, and that's what c- slows things down. But I, I kind of like that. Um, my taste has changed over the years, so it's nice to see like what what the rebellion is planning, and the fact that they're weaponizing the state's own 
uh, main weapon against them, which is propaganda because it, it fucking works for both sides. And they realize that it'll help them, especially right now, rally more people on Katniss Everdeen's side, especially with the type of society they established where they just they watch these propos from <clears throat> from Pan Am or they watch these uh um these shows that are like very sensationalist and they're like this is how we're gonna you know get people on our side and get them to fight against you know snow and all his cronies <clears throat> and i like the you get in there with them and katniss's uh tug of war with like what she wants to do she doesn't want to be the center of rebellion because i they don't really she's say kinda, how old she is i want to assume she's very young so it makes sense that she's, she's struggling. Like she's eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, Eight, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense that she's struggling with the weight of all this. That they want to make her like the symbol of rebellion, while at the same time, all she wants to do is rescue someone that she fucking cares about. And it's like, dude, like anybody stuck in that situation would have those those feelings of um, being torn apart. And at first, I didn't like her character in this movie until I thought about it a little bit more, and I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Marcus, like, I I'll see what you're trying to do. Yeah, I'll be right Because <laughs> even even at this point, I was just like, does she really like care about him, or is this just, like what's going on here? Or does she just feel bad? But no, it's like she really does care about this dude, and it it shows. And she's like, Nabil said, she ends up seeing uh, the destruction that's going around her, and starts to see like how really messed up things are, and the shit that they hide from everyone else like you know they blow up you know buildings they blow up they blew up the fucking hospital in front of her they I mean, she technically was the one to kill the hospital but you know it's it's they were gonna get shoot it anyways but yeah, exactly I'll, yeah i'll say this much too i i think she's very reluctant overall still marco like overall because she's yeah. still ultimately yeah doesn't want to say peter but she also just wants to get away from all this too which is uh, evident yeah. by the ending eventually we'll get to it but Something that's to keep in mind that, that she kind right. of already you kind of see a lot of like little threads of it happening. Yeah. In this one like she's like I which just which although done. yeah which which although as annoying as it is that she does that like because we're all seeing the big picture it's like it makes sense from a human standpoint it. like someone trauma like exactly yeah oh. dude exactly yeah. and she's still traumatized from the games too so yeah I mean surviving that is enough for a person to be done with it forever right so yep I agree. Well, uh, James, did you have anything else here since you you were just kind of chapping in right there? But did you have anything no, else with all. the character? Uh, I mean, if anything, the only thing I would want to bring up is um, I can't stand Julianne Moore. And N- Nabil knows that. So that's all. Is it better when I, I just <laughs> was, was it because of the Lost World? Did you know immediately, Nabil? Yeah, I was thinking, it's like, is he just fast forwarding? I bet you he's just skipping forward. He's like, I don't need to. I don't know. Anymore. I just have uh, something with Julianne Moore. It's just, yeah, a little bit of Lost World, Marco, maybe. Yeah. It's my lucky backpack. Then fucking fix it. So I guess since '97, I've held a grudge against this bitch. So I don't know. And I guess her name coin shows that she's kind of two faced. It's very heavy. Ooh, nice. Put that together. Uh, That's, really good. That's all. But I can't stand her. Well, I yeah, can't. I kind of feel. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like Marco did. Uh, as far as like the whole like it, I like this movie because it kind of progresses Katniss and her story and like you do get a feel a little bit more emotional how she builds across the movie and you kind of relate to some of the stuff that can happen or you can relate to it uh, I will say this also, though Mikey what about this ends pretty abruptly as well by the way yeah 
No, yeah, it's one. Of, it's yeah, it's one of the things I didn't like about this one too. But that being said, it says part one in it, so I'm expecting it to be like a two part <laughs> movie, right? So I don't mind it as much. So uh, along those lines, here just kind of touch on the ending here uh, to elaborate a little bit more is since this movie was slower, I kind of didn't mind it, I guess, as much as some of the other things here. So it, it kind of just like a, everything in the movie was gradual. So it just kind of led into this big True. climax and yeah. there was nothing else to really to do after that. They had to kind of had to cut it there in my opinion. So a little different on this one here than the other one. No, Not only but, that. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't like it still, but it's like the book uh, doesn't I, I stop it. there. The book continues. Yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, yeah. So with that said here, uh, what do you guys think about uh, this being a part one and how did you like the ending with uh, PETA being rescued and that kind of stuff here? I want to start with uh, James on this one here. Uh, like I, I kind of said, I, I don't know if it was necessary, but like I, I do agree with Marco though. It, it helps flesh out what happens in part two. Ending is cool. That, you know, like they, I, I like that whole kind of like uh, rainbow six kind of like <laughs> mission where they just go down <laughs> and like, we got to save these motherfuckers. And it's Mahershala Lee. I was like, how oh, cool. And it's all in the darkness. I thought that was a cool sequence. And then Peter coming back. That's kind of like shocking. I remember like jumping when that happened. When he like, yeah. you think it's just normal, but it like something's a little off with him. You know, like you get Matrix vibes. No, I'm getting Marco vibes again. I'm not going to lie to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he scares me. I don't, want my, I don't want my pe- I don't want any of my family members around this guy. So <laughs> and then he just like lurches out. It, it reminded me a little bit of like the Lord of the Rings where like Bilbo and <laughs> the original one like he's like, do you still have the ring? <laughs> then he turns like the demon face. I was like, whoa, it scared me. So and then she wakes up and she just like has these marks on her neck. It's fucking vicious, dude. So her eyes had almost were bulging out. I yeah. Mean, was, yeah. Uh, what about you, Nabil? Have anything about the ending or this being the part one? Yeah, I mean that was probably the biggest. I mean that was probably more the most action too. You're getting in this film, but that last scene was just intense. And like as we were talking about with Katniss's trauma and like Marco was saying the, the pain she was going through, that like last bit to really hone in on her feelings and being betrayed <laughs> so viscerally that she almost like was killed by the person she cared for the most like i felt that i was like no don't do it <laughs> what are you doing like, the bill yeah. totally forgot the plot of toys yeah. like, what well, is what's going, going on this on here <laughs> the bill you've already seen this movie <laughs> the, i mean but that's how I'm i felt so like the connection was 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 com- completely gone at this point, and and it's very evident. We'll talk about it in the next film. Like her feelings now is William Moore has just like nah, you know this this I've been betrayed by this guy, and so she's that that part of it, and then his anger towards her. It, it really was a a good good emotional scene, like that whole aspect, and wasn't it was, I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, it was very shocking. Uh, Marco, anything, Ned? Just that the whole rescue attempt and the leading up to just. It does take a little bit too long, and they probably could have sped that up. That's about it. But it is a pretty cool action sequence. It looks and cool, though. It looks cool. Yeah, yeah it, it does. does. It does. And it, it is kind of a, a nice little twist that Peter's all fucked up and, and brainwashed, and that they use them sort of as a mole to infiltrate the, the rebels. It, you sort of see it coming to a point but it's still uh pretty cool and like james said it's pretty vicious now i was gonna say once again it's like a testament i I bring it up in each one we've looked at but to snow like he knew he wasn't probably gonna win this but he's gonna do everything he can to kill the representation of what this rebellion is and so crushing her hope was turning pete against him you know and if he can take her out this way then he might succeed so he he's he knows the 
the risks of what he's doing and the and the success rate of what's going to happen here, but he's trying to play the the long game rather than trying to just do a quick victory with other military might. So Snow, Donald Sutherland doing a great job as a character and showing how evil he is. Yeah, and I, I like that they actually like they were talking to Snow when this was all happening. And he's like, he basically knows exactly what's going to happen. It's like, I let you in. Basically, I'm letting you yeah. leave. Oh, my and, God. He's like, you know, it's a tractor beam on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a, yeah. a tra- it device. was I, the allowed location of the shield generator. <laughs> oh, your friends? <laughs> Everything uh, well, is happening uh, according to my design. <laughs> Uh, but let's go ahead and rate the film. Uh, and would you recommend it? And then the best thing or worst thing about the movie? Uh, we'll go ahead and start with uh, Marco. I give this one a four star shocker. I know, but the way it elevates the plot and the overarching story and theme, then I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's you know a little slower, but I kind of like the things that they go over, so it, it gets a bump in my book. I would definitely recommend it. I mean, if you've gone this far, you might as well keep going. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In that I mean, why would you stop here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, James? Yeah, I give this one a three star. Well, not my favorite. It's it's still, a, it's not, a, once again, if you're working your way through, it's just part of the, the movies. Everybody's got an episode eight and nine, you know? So, I mean, this is, this is it for me. So, uh, Nabil? Uh, I give this three and a half stars. Um, and I will say, I, I disagree with Marco. I feel like it's not the elevated plot. It's a bit slower to me, a little too slow. And there could it could have been a much tighter film, even if it was a part one. Um, they they could have tightened this up a bit more. But the scenes that do have some some momentum to it, especially near the end, were really good and they were really good for character growth. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, and I and I gave this one a two and a half. It's it's by far the one I didn't like the most. I mean, this is one of them that I thought they could have just merged it with the, the last film and and been just fine. I didn't like how slow it was. I do like some of the scenes, like Nabil was just mentioning here. They are powerful. They are done well, but uh, it just wasn't enough for me to like really enjoy it. So, all right, and on to the next movie in the series, The Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part Two. I've been watching you, and you watching me. Dear Miss Everdeen, make no mistake, the game is coming to its end. For the first time in our lifetimes, we're standing together with 13 districts. Our future starts tomorrow at dawn, when we march together into the capital. To slow our advance, President Snow is building a minefield of traps. The sadistic inventions of game makers meant to make sport of our deaths. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 76th Hunger Games. So the plot for part two of Mockingjay is Katniss and a team of rebels from District 13 prepare for the final battle that will decide the fate of Panem. This is once again directed by Francis Lawrence, who did all the stuff we had mentioned previously and written by Peter Craig and Danny Strong, who have also written the properties that we mentioned previously. Based once again on the book by Suzanne Collins, this one released November 20th, 2015. 
had a budget of 160 million, so slightly higher than the last two, and a box office of 653.4 million, so success, but not quite as much as the previous installments. Yeah, technically, the the made the least, so that kind of it's wild making these for a while. Oh jeez, oh no. All right, so once again, we're going to start off with our brief thoughts of the film, whether we liked it or we didn't. Um, I think I will start with uh, Nabil on this one. It's uh, it's the action version of part one. This is the one I was waiting for. Nabil's like, heard you were missing the action. Here you go. Yeah. They're like, here, this is where all the fun stuff happens. And they put it into this film. It's it's good. You know, I, I have some calls with it, too. But definitely, like, momentum, things are moving forward. People are dying. Shit's getting wild. They got, like, weird zombie mutt things going on. I don't know what that's about. But it was like, some intense scary scenes. Yeah. I think Mikey had brought up at the the review of the first one. Um, they kind of had some kind of Hunger, es- Hunger Games-esque thing going on at the end like a lot of action a lot of fun um but you also don't get a lot of the character time in this one you know they, they try to slow things down a little bit in the middle but you don't need it Nabil. you already fed three yeah, other just <laughs> that's right let's go let's in the last one now you bitch and there's no character put it in here <laughs> but yeah oh. it's it's a it's a lot of you know a lot of action in this one for sure yeah i feel it all right uh mikey what about you what were your thoughts of mocking jay part two uh, a lot of the same i mean it, it is a lot of action here but i, cool. I do like right. the hey thing. james <laughs> no, just kidding. Sorry. my boy finnick dies <laughs> yeah i mean so they had some pretty uh, powerful deaths i think even mashallah ali's like his death is kind of like there's like a key element to it right they, they, he passes the uh the strength of the item I, to <laughs> I was mad he was killed i forgot about that too <laughs> he, what did he tell her he said, don't trust that white woman <laughs> and he died <laughs> I thought he said, earn this. <laughs> My friend. So, but I, I, do, I do like that they brought the, the Hunger Games-esque stuff back. I feel like I missed it in the third one, um, especially after you watch the two first ones. It kind of just feels disjointed not having those kind of things in it. And they did it in a way where like it still kind of fit the plot and what yes. they were trying to do. So they didn't have to have an arena. They could just have the same kind of elements. You mean uh, life? And weaponize it, yeah. So yeah, it was so uh, human, like, yeah. Geez, that's how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree. Was the less, are a he was less wolf one as well. <laughs> what about you, James? What were your thoughts of Mockingjay Part Two? It, it's a strong finish, I think, for the series. Uh, I like, like you guys have already brought up. It's a lot of action. There's some pretty noticeable, p- pretty notable deaths in this one, which is crazy. Um, but overall, I, I actually. I, I I think this is like a return to form for me. I enjoyed this one. Right on. Um, Mikey, what were your thoughts of the cast from the previous movie returning? So your thoughts of Katniss and Peta? Yeah, uh, I, I liked uh, Katniss in her place now. She's kind of taking ownership and kind of leading people now. So it's, it's a little bit better there. Um, she kind of fights a little bit harder in this one in terms of like just like how she's handling the other, the, the whole situation. Um, although Josh Hutcherson, I didn't like his character as much. Cause like he keeps going like in and out of like the brainwashing thing they did in the third one. And it yeah. kind of just didn't feel right to me somehow. Um, Damn, I, and I don't like, know that I was probably the, to like, I miss the old Peter. 
<laughs> no, but it's probably to bike. help with Jennifer Lawrence's character, Katniss, uh, to kind of bring that love connection. Because she kisses him a couple times to like bring him out of the thing, right? So I kind of get what they were trying to do with it, but it just in my opinion, didn't work out too well. Uh, but the key notable things, I mean, like like James was just saying, there's a lot of like just notable deaths. I mean, her mm-hmm. her sister and like uh, like Gail's uh, reveal of what happened at the end there. Uh, you know, that all those kind of things kind of made you, I mean, it, it kind of made you like, like, like the characters a little bit more and uh, progress the story just along Some with Some of it. them a little less, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, how's how so james what, what are some of the characters you like a little bit less well gail we find out it's a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> he's uh it's kind of i was talking to mikey about it it's kind of hinted throughout the movies that like gail is not like the greatest guy but it's it's kind of hidden behind his good looks, I guess. I don't know. Like like I think I want was it this movie, the one before where they're talking about civilians and like if they have to die, they have to die. I'm like, God damn Gail. Like he it seems like he means well, but also he doesn't know what terrible shit he's, he's I also, he really means. This is kinda fucked up, but I was I also thought I was like, I don't think Gail's like the smartest guy too. Maybe yeah. he's just a little <laughs> a little direct. I think he I guess. the whole situation. I mean kinda like, kinda he he's he's he just sees the end and he feels like the the end whatever justifies the to, means there yeah whatever they yeah. have to do right they, they'll do it which is a very it, it, it like thing it kind of it does it does sound yes. fucked up but he the way he sees it is this is their only chance and if they don't if yeah. they don't succeed here they will not get another chance and he's basically saying i'm okay to live with a little blood and pay the price for it in the end if it means that everyone else will be free which, and it kind of made which is fucked up, but yeah, it is really their last chance. I like I guess, to do this, but I will say that it, it takes it pretty extreme. I guess you know he's he's not as extreme decision. as someone else. <laughs> well, he is the, the decision. <laughs> I don't know if you guys like got this, but like the this the whole design of the drone like bombing thing is like that's Gale's that's his, decision. Yeah, Gale designed that actually, so. He ultimately is like ashamed of himself because it leads to the death of, you know, right. Katniss's sister and the death of mm-hmm. hundreds of children. Like it's insane. Like it's you know, and uh that he kind of lies to her at the end, which is like yeah. once again, we are as we know with women boys, not a good look. So <laughs> as soon as he can't really tell her, like, oh, did he know or not? He kind of pulls fucking remind me of killers of flower moon a little bit, guys, with the fucking question at the end, right? Yeah. And you can't like truthfully answer it, and she's just like. And then as soon as that happened, I was like, "Checkmate." Well, honestly, yeah. doesn't Snow like reveal it to her? Like he's like, "I didn't do that shit. That was that was your team." So yeah. he kind of points her in the right yeah. direction. So mm-hmm. it's it kind of crafty on his part again. I mean, just going back to Snow. I mean, he's always been crafty. And Snow was just <laughs> Snow did the plan. Snow did the fucking glo- OJ glove look. He's oh. like, "It don't fit, baby." <laughs> don't well, fit. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about that a little, Nabil. What were what were your thoughts on the little twist that Snow actually <laughs> wasn't the one who um, had the final blow in the end? I mean, it, it just like we were, Mike was just saying, like Snow knew where the writing was on the wall. He Here's knew what the was happening. Question, actually, Nabil, did you remember it? <laughs> <laughs> that it wasn't. Or was this Snow's an early new plot point to you? Like, my God. No, what no, the fuck? I didn't. Okay, I just want to make sure. His garden didn't look like that in the first one. Out of this, I was like, you've known this the, for the over a decade, Nabil. 
<laughs> the twist wasn't that big of a twist for me okay. this time. Okay. But the first time, though, yeah, sure. I, you know, it wasn't as obvious to me. As 2015, Nabil probably says something like, say swear when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Not coin. No. Um, what? Yeah, S- Snow's whole thing was just, I, I think also that he was just, he's tired. They show him more tired and older, and he's mm-hmm. just like, the, yeah, obviously with the coffin up the blood, he's dying. So he he just was trying to hold on to what little he could, yeah. but he was running it on his own. He didn't have anybody around him, kind of whatever, what's her name? I don't remember the the lady that was kind of like his his side person working with him. Nobody had anything to offer to him. He was the one figuring it out and saw everybody mm-hmm. just failing around him. Like yeah. He knew he lost the, lost the plot. So I wasn't surprised. What I did like, though, to that point at the end where he does reveal it to Katniss, when they're having that conversation together, you can see that he knows that she was unwittingly put into the situation of kind of being manipulated, but also looked at it as like she didn't really like, kind of telling her how she didn't realize what was happening, but was an inspiration to everybody. And he, he kind of looked at her almost as an equal of like, well done, even though you had no idea what was going on. Like we've been playing this game and I thought I'd win, but obviously, you know, you, you won. He, ahead, he has respects so. for, for his adversary at that point, yeah. which actually is kind of surprising for his character really to a point. Mm. But yeah, no, I agree there. <laughs> I'm sure James will probably enjoy answering this, but, um, President Coin? Yeah. <laughs> did, 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 did you did you suspect like her del- like how she really well obviously you read the book, but how yeah, how did. did you feel overall of her of her death and um I thought it was it her, just her it shows you that I mean the fact that she's bringing up like the whole point, like let's bring back the fucking Hunger Games. It's just like history yeah. repeats itself, obviously. It's, it's a it's a play on that. And it's like Katniss only agrees because she knows that she's not really gonna roll with it, but everybody else is like, right. you know, like Joanna is just caught up in revenge of being tortured and shit and she's like of course they want to do it Annie obviously says oh does Annie say yes or no I don't remember she that says no. she, she says no right that. by the way I gotta she mention no. Finnick's death is brutal as fuck by the way and he saves yeah, everybody it was really sad. and I remember and, when I, I think, read that I was like damn that sucks you know yeah I think that that, that was a really I mean as weird as you can say it but it was a really well because we even see death. their wedding and shit and it's like, oh it. that's yeah. cute they got married like, it was a good oh, connection no. Uh, back to coin yeah. though um i just love that she just nails her dude <laughs> yeah dude she Figured does a, 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 a combo breaker on her and she's like you know fucking bullseye so she just gets rid of it she does the best thing she thinks she can do and then i mean literally we don't see the death of snow but like the crowd tears him apart apparently i mean he starts yeah. coughing blood like towards the end it looks so we she, that's a typical so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Snow had some kind of like he ate poison or something a long time ago, right? And he was slowly killing him. Was, I remember reading yeah, something like that. But I, well, Finnick brings it up that because out, right? he he would drink poison and then just to show people like, oh, the drink's fine, but then he'd be killing the person, but then he'd take antidotes, but it doesn't fully cure him, so he had sores in his mouth and shit. And oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Finnick literally yeah, says this. Yeah. 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 Does so, it say in the movie? Yeah, Finnick is getting interviewed while they are uh, mm-hmm. in the first. Part one, where the Finnick is talking, and they're using that time to say Peta and Johanna. You guys didn't listen yeah, to what Finnick was saying. No, no I must have fell asleep or some shit. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's what he's talking about, dude. I'll see myself out now. Like he said, I've now changed it to three stars. I'm sorry, Marco. Jesus <laughs> Christ, to myself. My God. But yeah. That's why, and he's, uh, I think, I mean, he's getting surrounded by people at the end. I can only imagine they 
killed him. I'm assuming so. They oh, can, yeah, yeah totally. Well, now. yeah, he they let they have the they let the people have him, which is kind of reminiscent to like quite a few realistic revolutions. Thought right? of, I thought of the Italian the people uh, Italian revolution or yeah, what they did to like Mussolini and shit. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is crazy. But no, I I do I do like how Katniss she like she sees kind of like what what James is saying that you know history repeats itself unless you do something to change you know the patterns in history and she does just that and she she ends that pattern and has to take a drastic measure in order to do it. And I was surprised the movie actually did that. I was like, oh shit, I didn't think I didn't think it'd go there. I thought it was just gonna end like, well, we're just gonna repeat this and we're just gonna fucking you know change it up and call it a different game. We're Those gonna the call other it the side of the coin. <laughs> the other games My no God. but uh i like that too and i like that katniss is willing to take that shot you know regardless and you know fuck, live with the consequences from from that yeah. um but uh but uh, it pays off and so mikey what 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 do you think about uh katniss and Petus's ending overall did you buy yeah, their I mean, love yeah I, I, by the end of these movies yeah i, I actually do um i didn't like I, I said it earlier when we went over the other the other movies here i, I didn't really get it then but by the end of these movies, I think they do play it out pretty well. I do think it's like kind of funny also that they kind of live the life of what Gail was saying in the first movie. She's like, let's yeah, just live I out in these that. mountains by themselves. And like these two people are literally doing that, raising a family out in the cuts. So I thought that was kind of good though. But yeah, I do believe they're they're their love, you know, and they they actually feel like they're kind of raising a family in a in a nice area instead of uh, you know, District Twelve or you know, some read up place. I think they're kind of they're away from it all. Like that's the whole thing. They've yeah. gone through so much yeah. shit, and um, I, I like that they kept this ending. I, I, there was a rumor that they were going to change the ending because like a lot of people didn't mm-hmm. want this ending to happen. But I like that it's kind of like a bittersweet ending at the end, where you know they kind of are they have a family now. But it's kind of like Peta's the only one that really came but, back. That's why. Yeah. Like, but they, didn't come they back. have to. Nope. And they and also, they have to also. <laughs> they they have to also deal with the trauma that they endured and yeah. she even mentions that at the end that you know it's like they have their happy ending but they paid a heavy price for it oh, and, yeah. it, and I mean, it shows for Peter a lot of good things yeah yeah to, yeah a lot of good things and good victories like come at a heavy price yeah and then he's planting the primrose at the end he's like yeah know, and then i was like damn my boy you get it damn Damn! <laughs> taking a book out of Marco's book. Hold on here. Somebody throw you alley oop. You and Kobe out there playing b-ball. God damn. <laughs> um, any, anything else you guys want to mention about the plot or the action before we get to our rating? I do want to bring up the fact that yes, Philip Seymour Hoffman died during the film of this. So like near the end, that's like early CG for like having him fully in a couple of scenes, like where he's not talking. That's all fully CG. So they had to use like. Some technology. They pulled it off, and then obviously the they, scene where they use scenes from um, from Boogie Nights. Yeah, there you go. With a little cut off shirt, a little tiny shirt. Um, <laughs> the scenes where Hamish is reading the letter that was supposed to be a full like Plutarch says that in the book too. That's not yep. a letter being written, obviously. But I mean, it, you get it. So it works though. But it, it is it is seen that is it, it does suck. We don't get that final little right performance by him. I'll say that much. All right, so let's get into our ratings. And if we'd recommend this film, I'm going to go ahead and go backwards this time and start with BDJ here. Uh, What's your rating of Baki J Part 2, and would you recommend it? Yeah, mine's a four-star for this one. I recommend it. I think it's a solid ending for the original uh, film slash books. 
basically, because I think it's a very faithful adaptation of the books. So I, I, I like it. it. Like It's very bittersweet. It is not one of those ones where... Yeah. Although a very hopeful ending, and I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, we'll talk about it later, a little bit more of it, but I enjoy it. Um, nice. Real, real quick, what's the best thing and worst thing of this movie? Uh, best thing I'm going to say is nonstop action. There's a lot of action, like Nibel said. He's he's gripping himself hard. <laughs> There's some cool ass scenes where it's just like, holy shit! Like especially the sewer scene. That scene's awesome, man. They just have these fucking yeah. faceless fucking creature things that are. I mean, now that you guys have seen Newton's. the prequels, you kind of understand where some of these things are coming from. I think that's awesome. I think the worst thing is just the, um, I don't know. It's just really long, too, I guess. I don't know. These are all fucking long, all these fucking movies, right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's truthfully what it comes down to. And then she didn't need to yell at the cat. I thought that was a little fucked up, so. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picking silly things for it. Yeah. But she does yell at that cat, though. She's dead. She does. Okay, j law we fucking get cat. it. Cat didn't Jeez. do nothing. No more ugly crying. But your name is Katniss, and he's a cat. So. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Mikey, uh, what do you rate this movie? Would you recommend it? Also, best thing, worst thing about it? Uh, so I gave this one three stars. I didn't like it as much as the first two, so I kind of rated it a little lower. Um, I do still recommend it. Obviously, if you've seen the previous three, you kind of have to watch this one to finish it all off. No, you don't. Uh, I mean, you kind of do. You're like, you know what? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. Yeah, best thing about this movie is, uh, as James was saying, the action. I actually like the like the goo stuff, the black goo stuff, and it was like uh, someone gets oh, captured yeah. in it, and like the uh, like the the ropes come and like the, the hang them yeah. up and shit. That was like, oh, that so was wild, awesome. right? So I like that that kind of stuff here that they did with it. The the, the sewer scene was awesome, as we've already mentioned here. Yeah. Worst thing is, I just feel like the the third and the fourth movie could have been one movie. I think it would have completed both of them because you get the action side with one, you get the story side with the other. I think if they meshed those two together, it would have been a little bit better overall, even if it was a little bit longer film. So, all right, makes sense. Uh, on to you, Mr. Nabil. What do you rate this movie? Would you recommend it? And best thing, worst thing? Uh, three and a half stars. Now you don't need to watch this film. It's fine. We don't recommend. It. I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> Why else are you watching the series? Um, best thing. I actually really like the ending. I like the closure of all the characters. They they did get do a good job of wrapping everybody's story up uh, in a good way and giving that that time to breathe with everything. So I enjoyed that. Uh, worst thing. Uh, kind of what James said. It's just a little, you can tighten the runtime a bit. There's a little bit of just like, we got to follow this map and uh, which direction do we go here? And we're going to sit down and talk about this map. And, you know, like it's okay. You know, so they could have tightened that up a bit, but um, that's just a small critique. All right. Well, I rate this one uh, four stars also. I, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I felt that you obviously I'd recommend it. <laughs> you finished the fucking series, damn it. <laughs> Or if you've gone this far, you might as well. But uh, I feel like, again, it, it touches well on the themes, on uh, the cost of a true revolution and true change, um, that it's not, you know, pretty. And often, you know, it's going to take, you know, heavy casualties, too. And it's going to, you know, come at an ultimate price. I do like uh, the um, the game type weapons that they use so like mikey mentioned the the black oil goo the mutants um how when the black goo comes in like the whole like area sort of closes them out um and i would say that probably the best part about this movie is um the way it surprises you the way it subverts uh some of your expectations again this is a really good way of doing it 
Katniss taking that shot at the end at President Coin was I felt was one of them. I didn't think they'd do it, honestly. I mean, if you read the book, you probably did, but you know, I'm uncivilized, so what are you gonna do? Worst part yeah. is I would say, yeah, I the pacing at some points, the whole tr- joining the unit and you know getting your your gear and all that. I felt they could have sped that up a little bit. I felt like that's really where it slows down. Everything else is kind of nonstop action and it captures you to the screen. So that concludes our review of the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Let's move on now to a final review now of the newest Hunger Games film, which is actually the earliest Hunger Games film in the chronological order. The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Mr. Snow. After everything you've seen out there in the world. What are the Hunger Games for? Are you, are you coming to the tree? The Hunger Games, they're to punish the districts. Those tributes don't have a choice. Your role is to turn these children into spectacles, not survivors. We're live! Smile. It's why we have teeth. Imagine it was your name that they pulled. I just want to know that somebody still cared about me, that I was still of value. Welcome to the Capitol. You look like you shouldn't be here. I shouldn't, but I'm your mentor. A rebel. I am going to get you out of here. You want to protect people. Then it's essential to accept what human beings are. And what it takes to control them. Let's see you use that famous snow charm. The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. This is sitting actually at a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Carolina Snow mentors and develops feelings for the female District 12 tribute during the 10th Hunger Games. Uh, Francis Lawrence returns to direct this. This is also written by Michael Leslie, who did Macbeth in 2015 and Assassin's Creed in 2016, as well as Michael Arndt returning to uh, co-write as well. Based on the book by Suzanne Collins, this was released on November 17th, 2023, with a budget of $100 million. I'm not sure what it's sitting at right now, but... I think it's doing okay. This stars Tom Blythe as Coriolanus Snow, Rachel Ziegler as Lucy Gray Baird, Josh Andres Rivera as Sejanus Plinth, Hunter Schaefer as Tiger Snow, Peter Dinklage as Casca Highbottom, Jason Schwartzman as Lucretius Lucky Flickerman, and Viola Davis as Dr. Volume Nia Gal. Just Dr. Gal. As they were, I don't think they ever mentioned her first name for the most part. Let's get into this here. I want to ask you, Mikey. That's not, not a big fan of it overall. What did you think about this film? Uh, I like this one. Uh, I like that you kind of see the progression of the games or how it was before the games got to the where it was at. So I kind of liked mm-hmm. you could kind of see this was how it was like developed. And also you got to see a lot about Snow, obviously being one of the main characters. Uh, you got to see kind of where he starts. And it, I think they do a, a pretty decent job kind of portraying like how he got to where he's at. So um, I liked it overall. Nice. What about you, Nibble? Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I do have a little bit of a qualm with, uh, compared to the other films, I feel like this actually 
would have done better with a two-parter. Um, and that's only because I enjoyed the characters so much that I wanted to see more of spending time with them with this transition with Snow um, and his uh, his girl Baird, Lucy Gray Baird. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, though. I like where we're going with it. I, I like the... I didn't think I'd like the whole songbird part of it, but actually it, it grew on me. Um, and I, I really kind of liked where they were going with snow in this. So it was, it was a really good, good character story. Cool. Uh, Marco, what about you? What'd you think? I really liked this one, man. I, I didn't know really what to expect. Again, I'm uncivilized, so I didn't read the book. James is just giving me a very fucking judgmental look I'm right now. And I don't even want to read. I'm not even looking at this motherfucker. Fuck you. What he just texted me right now. because <laughs> I do not uh, want to repeat what's on this text. <laughs> I would get banned. So uh, th- it was a quite pleasant surprise, man. Uh, I-, I liked, again, what-, what these guys were saying. The the genesis and origin of, of Snow and also... Uh, of the Hunger Games. Uh, again, this movie also ex- expands more on the lore of of Pan Am and its its um, its history and and how it you know got to be this you know this you know fascist di- dictatorship. And yeah, I, I was pretty uh, captured by by this movie from from the get go. Great cast, great acting. Yeah, I I really like this movie too, guys. I've uh, like I said, I read the book about a year ago and i, I remember finding oh, out that they were making it. the movie fuck dude <laughs> god we get it shut the fuck up already we get it you read great um great book though man on top of that too just let you know if you liked it in the bill you might truthfully the book even expands more so you might want to yeah. read it he, he bought it for you in the bill he, he bought it for you <laughs> check your phone it's in Sorry. the mail um yeah the movie's great man once again fucking knockout fucking cast dude I don't know who does the casting for these fucking movies, but man, give them a little pat on the back. I like that it's a prequel. It has some fan service where, you know, little little uh, Easter eggs, as you may say, you know, like um, there's a couple of times I did the Leonardo DiCaprio whistle at the. No, but, you know, I can't whistle. So it was uh, like, yeah, it was, it was like <laughs> that part's a Easter egg, Mikey. And he's like, hey, bro, you're really kind of annoying the people behind you. I'm like, sorry. Then I turned around. I can't whistle <laughs> very loudly. Yeah, loudly enough so they'd hear me over the IMAX because it was blowing my fucking ears out during that movie. Sorry. They're like, what? Anyways, um, I like that it was. It's. I love the fact that it's set and and we get more of snow, which is cool. It's a. It's a little like a. It's a character piece. The whole thing. It's like we see. Yeah the starts of why he is the person he is and like it actually i think this movie strengthens his characters for me when i think back for the other four movies to see like about like what a lot of his quotes are especially with the way that this ends i thought it hits like the right note i was like god damn the hit that's a hitter so i think it it works really well in that way so it just it just all clicked together and i i think there's just even like Viola Davis, I think steals every scene she's in. She's so fucking crazy, and I loved it. Yeah, in, in the book, she's like super crazy, and I kept thinking, I was like, "Who's gonna like get that energy?" And I remember me and Mikey, like, dude, there's parts where she came in, and I was like, "Holy fuck, she looks scary as fuck." So I was like, <laughs> "Goddamn face just threw me off." And then she's wearing these latex gloves all the time, and it's just like gives you that icky feeling. I'm like, "Mad Ugh. scientist." Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't know why, but I. I want to James just, wearing them right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strangely enough, I just put my hands up. You know these ones. 
Where do you find red glossy latex gloves? <laughs> Don't worry about it, Marco. <laughs> we'll jump into characters more, but I mean, <sighs> I, I, I've never seen Tom Blythe in anything, but Jesus Christ, that guy's really good. I was shocked by that. I was like, holy crap, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I'm glad they grabbed like a like an unknown actor for the role. I was like, damn. Yeah. Has was, he been in other stuff? I haven't seen him anything in it, I don't think. I don't I don't know. I don't know. And then obviously Rachel Ziegler, uh, we'll talk about her too, but I I thought she did really good. Not to mention she can actually sing really fucking well, so it comes off as really cool. So uh let's get into the uh the plot then. Like, did you like it? Was there anything that um that you enjoyed that we find out about Snow? Start with you, Marco. He's way complicated, man. Uh, he's human after all. There we go again. Nibble's yeah. a little smirk there. A little smirk from Nibble. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, only he's less mongoose than I thought. Sorry, I've gone through nine different creatures. I, I oh, none of them are anything, guys. None of this, this joke is I know. at all. But <laughs> no, but he he's he's this this character that's not necessarily well off, but away from the distraught in the districts, and he's he's caught between he's actually very poor and struggling. He, yeah. Yeah, but he's 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 poor but he's not like district poor, not like Lucy Gray. So he's in that he he's this upper lower class that just can can reach for the top and he's trying to reach for that and he's 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 caught between trying to do like the right thing and also be there for his family and also be an upstanding citizen. Mm-hmm. And this complication you you kind of see how it's very easy for a person in that position to to twist and do things that are just fucked up in order to get ahead. And I like that. I, I, he displayed like such a good imagery of that. Um, I agree with Tom Blythe just freaking blows it out of the water, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he really captured the complication of, of snow while also paying homage to, um, uh, to uh, Mr. Sutherland and his portrayal of, of Snow. So, yeah, man, fucking great. Yeah, I will say this much: he, while he is not district poor, he's very close to it. I don't know if they they right. portray that yeah, exactly. in the film. Like in the beginning, there's literally scenes where they're looking at like the buffet in the beginning, and he's like, "Oh, they're like, oh, are you hungry?" And he's like, he, he he's lying to her, like, "Oh no, we had this for breakfast." He didn't. He's starving, yeah. literally starving. And oh, that's yeah. why he sneaks he, food all the time. And like they talk about it in the book too. Like he actually takes food from school and brings it back home because he's they can't they literally can't afford he, food. He yeah, he represents yeah. like people in the world who are literally one paycheck away from poverty. Yep. And, like, he's, it, and he's and, it, and he's, he's hiding it. And he hides it pretty yeah, well. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except for Casca. Obviously he knows that he's lying. But mm-hmm. uh what about you, Nabil? If I had something to say there. No, I I think that that's it shows his motivation of wanting to be above it all, like showing people that he's smarter than they give him credit for that he can. I just that opening scene, right, where he it's him and his cousin out over there in mm-hmm. in the you know the, out in the world where during the war and just people starving and what they have to kind of go through that you could see that he was already struggling and it was living a harsh life, experiencing that and as trying to be on the best at at everything just so he could win that prize and get the essentially the golden ticket could, yeah. you know i mean that's what it was it's just run like, home this charlie run. <laughs> don't speak oh, to anyone man. he has blonde hair so like him I, too. I i really really liked seeing that aspect of him because 
like we were talking about in the other films, he's very calculated. He has really good insight of what he's people smart, really yeah. want really and what smart. it is. He's just a smart guy and a very perceptive. And throughout this film, he's you're seeing him kind of apparently coming up with novel ideas and trying to find ways yep. to uh, make the games better. Mm-hmm. And that's all from him. Everybody else was ready to write it off uh, or or just you know do something lean in harder on the on the the. the despicableness of it all so i i love just what they were doing with him here so janice even mentions at one point that he's very observant that snow is very observant yeah yes and so janice is um interesting character actually played by josh andres rivera who's rachel Zigo's boyfriend in real life by the way he's also in a west side story oh, i didn't know that Speaking of which, so so, so janice there I, let's jump into him mikey what did you think about him he's kind of the He's kind of like the the outspoken guy. He he his father bought their wealth into the capital, so he's not as well liked. But he's supposedly you know Coriolanus's friend and such like that. What did you think of his character? I I know he drastically changes throughout the film. So much shit happens in this movie. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean you can tell he is a friend, but he almost has like his own ideas and and everything that he kind of takes over the friendship a little bit. Uh, you know, some stuff happens later on. I'm sure we'll get into it here at some point, but, um, he almost has like this underlining, I don't know, hatred, I guess is what I'll say for the capital and stuff, just maybe because of how he got his, you know, that got there, like he kind of mm-hmm. like ashamed of it almost. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so like, and that's kind of haunting him. Right. So he's like, he's almost like looking for something to redeem that. Um, like, Hey, what can I do to help out other people? to you know kind of get to the same place i'm at almost kind of thing so uh, he's a very complex character i I like the way he's portrayed it um and um you know him and the relationship with uh snow it 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 kind of develops pretty pretty crazy i mean especially in the third act there you know that's how it kind of plays out and how their their friendship kind of you know twists a little bit um it's It's pretty pretty brutal, actually. I mean, it, I don't want to get too much into it until we get into like spoilers or stuff. But yeah, of course, we can wait on um, that. But yeah, no, I I liked his character though. It's it's really complex. Uh, is a good good way to put it. Definitely, uh, Nabil. What do you think about uh, Lucy Gray, played by Rachel Ziegler? I really liked her. I again, when she started, and I'm going to assume that this is clear in the books but when she started she was she's coming up with this like country accent and i it was weird to me because i wasn't sure if that's what she was supposed to be you know i thought i didn't know if that was just like yeah. something she was she's like um fun. as you might call them nabil gypsy yeah she's that I, first thing that's I thought what of, was very apparent I was like, nabil, yeah she's a gypsy God. but um i really liked her um at first, I wasn't so sure because of the whole singing gimmick. I was like, "What? What, what are we doing here?" Like, I know that she, I know that Rachel Ziegler can actually sing, and is this just Seems her? Really well, they, too. This a contra- yeah. yeah, but or is this actually a part of the character? But as we went through it, I was it like, "Okay, the, like, character, yeah. yeah." And songs singing are very, you know, specific to what's going on around her, and so I actually like that it gave her that kind of unique flair of, of her personality and why she was standing out to everybody else over there. Um, and I guess it leans in a bit to the showmanship too, and kind of helped deliver on why people would like her. So I, she did a really good job portraying her, just the complexity of, of what she was of being scared to be in the hunger games, but also, and, and like knowing that it was going to be a tough go for her, but also trying to like 
make the most out of the situation as best she could because she mm-hmm. didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Like, yeah. that is a that is the same thing like what Jennifer Lawrence did with Katniss. I think they worked on their uh, what they knew worked for them and was able to portray that in a way where you feel like, yeah, okay, I can see, <laughs> I can feel the human connection here and see that this is reality. So I, I thought she did a great job with her character. I think it's really, the message is, you know, there's a lot of imagery and such. Like she's, she mentions that she, her singing calms snakes down and they don't attack her, right? And yeah, Coralinus is the snake in, like this, that. in this story, right? And mm-hmm. her singing calms him down, but then eventually it kind the of stops. Right? Yeah. So That's the ballad. Yeah. So that things happen. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, and it's throughout the movie, it's, it's shown that perhaps maybe her singing does help to a point, like you said, and it's, Something that moves the plot along, and I, I think it's really well done. I love that it's actually broken up into three parts too. Just like, it's, yeah, I know it sounds like a burn right, just like the book. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Marco, I want to jump to you real quick. Peter Dinklage showed up for this movie, and he's Casca Highbottom, an old friend of the Snows. And what did you think of him overall as a character? I know we don't get too much of him, but he's also like that once again in the book. But did did that work for you? How Highbottom Highbottom was kind of a dick to him. Because he sees through him. He, he is, yeah. He he sees through him and um can't really say much as to why he does, but there there's more uh to high bottom than 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 what we're seeing, and he makes it very, very obvious and very evident. And we can jump to that spoiler then, that's fine. Yeah, he, he you can tell that he's very um not two faced, but he's he's a man of many faces and he has his own um agendas but i think peter dinklage played it very well you know as uh, someone he, he, yeah he it, like from his face value he plays off as someone who just like takes no shit um his his opinion is right and you can kind of see like cracks through that persona and why he does that but um i think he's a great addition to to the cast and i think that his character even though he's sprinkled throughout the movie he's not really in the forefront Mm-hmm. Very interesting and kind of does help to a point um, create who Snow becomes. Nice. Yeah. He's definitely a step into that journey, I would say, as well, if anything. James is also dressed like him right now. So, yeah. No, I'm actually, I'm, you see, once again, you're messing it up. I'm actually dressed up as his Cyrano character from this movie, Cyrano, that Mike and I watched. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. The, the movie where is, Mike and I were laughing so much that a we might have ruined someone's movie going experience during that. Yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, he did he did change the size of the clothes. <laughs> it's a little tight. It's a little tight, and the little shoes are only fitting on three of my toes. So, guys, I do want to ask you then, going back to you, Mikey. What did you? I know you talked about the, the games evolving. What? It, how? Were you shocked that it was just literally like a fucking high school gymnasium? The side of this is uh, the hunger. It's not very big. Oh yeah, I mean it's like a, like a single room compared to like at least like the last thing we it's saw. Like as far as go. Yeah, it's, it's just like a single thing here where like the last the second movie is the last Hunger Games we saw, and it's like this huge giant open area, and it's like, I mean things don't work like the I don't know it's kind of a slight spoiler I guess, but like 
they're sending water in and it like crashes. And yeah, so you can so tell new, it's like very why, like yeah. super new, like they didn't know how to do it yet. And then they have these things that are like instant delivery in like the, the, you know, the older movies. Um, so it's, you know, they've come a long way and I liked that they portrayed that here. And even like the whole like basis of the first uh, or like the second act or the first act here is just like, how do we promote the games? Like they didn't even have like the reviewership is lower. Right. So they're trying to figure things out and, just how much they've crafted that over time. Cause like back in the previous movies, they're like having game shows and TV shows and, and they're like promoting it like flawlessly almost. Uh, I mean, they have designers and stuff coming out. So I thought they did a really well, uh, they really portrayed it well. Um, how yeah. like, it's, it's really like, it's archaic version of like the one we saw before. Speaking of the first two, I will go back to you in a bit because I know that you were a big Stanley Tucci fan of the original. I think we all, we all were because it was it's fucking great. What did you think of um, Jason Schwartzman being? I believe his being his. I think I believe his father. This one. It's never Is that like, what it's supposed to be. It's not. It's I, not yeah, it verified, sure. but it, it's it's supposed to be his dad. That's his dad. So same last name, right? So yeah. What did you yeah. think of his role? Um, did did it work for you? Did you like that he? Add some comedic relief that I think is needed in this film because it's pretty fucking yeah. dark. <laughs> so he, he he did great. I think Jason Schwartzman was was awesome as Lucky, and I loved his his shtick with the magic, the little magic tricks that he was trying to do while also being uh, the weatherman. And like this is all a new thing, and so it was him kind of transitioning into this host. I feel that I would have liked to see a little bit more of how he specifically just got that role, just a, even a small throwaway line of him, you know, being the weatherman and then suddenly being the guy hosting this for the first time would have been nice. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Especially, it, was, it was funny. A yeah. scene where he's like, I Jesus. need to drink when he sees that first death or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, I need to drink now. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the lines were was great. It's very deadpan, but also just it, it worked throughout very the whole Jason film. Schwartzman, though, right? Yes, yes. I don't. I couldn't think of somebody else that would have been able to play it just Look as well. And I love when he cancels the reservations. <laughs> he's like, That's "Yeah, so I'm gonna be a little up. late. Do you have anything later on?" I'm like, "Oh, geez. yeah, to a hotel. <laughs> yes, that was a reservation." I don't know. He's like, uh, "Guys, once again, he's like smile. That's why you have teeth." <laughs> and then when they well, get and out, they're like, I need you to get up. I need you to leave. He's like, sit up a little straighter, shit like that. I was like, damn. That's a good point that you bring up because he, the audience he's really addressing is a room full of kids, and he's trying to tell them like, stop being children, be adults. This is yeah. what you need to do. We're all, we're live on camera, you know. Like it's and it's hilarious because he's talking to a bunch of children. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Marco, I, I want one thing before you we jump into the uh, spoiler section. What did you? What it was your thoughts? Since I mean, you've been new to this whole thing. Did did you like how the games were simplified in this one? This tenth, just tenth Hunger Games, basically, or and then you gradually saw how they implemented like the gifts from people that they send them like the water and like Mikey said, it does not work all together. How they got the ratings up higher like that? Did that work for you? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They're just showing the bare bones of it all and uh, its initial genesis and how it evolved into what we end up seeing in the original Hunger Games movies. I like that. I like that they it 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 helps again this this fucking government keep like the people in control and keep them with their freaking basic day to day shit because at first it's losing its its hype, its destruct distraction value, and they you know, 
little by little figure out a way to improve upon that and to get people, mm-hmm. you know, literally bought into the game in order to keep the status quo in, in Pan Am. And I, I like that. I like how it shows where they get these ideas and they see like, oh, this helps our ratings. Or if we do this, this will help, you know, people participate more with the games. Yep. And it, it's it's cleverly evil. And I like it. So it was, it was cool to kind of see that. Cool. Uh, before we do jump into the spoiler section, I do want to get ratings from you guys and if you'd recommend it or not, because we're going to jump into some pretty crazy ratings here. I and mean, it's just like, I don't want to, the spoilers, I mean, and I don't want to ruin the movie for you because there are, there are a few twists and turns to it, as Nabil would say. So let's start with you, Nabil. What would you rate this and would you recommend it? I gave this a three and a half stars out of five, and I would definitely recommend this. I think this is a good good entry point even to watch this film um before going into the to new ones just to get an, an even more in-depth look at the character that they'll be you'd be battling against in the franchise definitely what about you marco love this film i give it four and a half stars i Ooh. liked you know the acting the actors the whole three-part uh structure of it i felt felt good and uh, the singing too, uh, I felt really helped and made it stand out a little bit more. It's it's kind of like a quasi musical, and I, I like that. But it was also very fitting. So I agree. Would hands nice. down recommend this one. What about you, Mikey? Uh, I give this one four stars. It's actually my favorite one out of all of them. Uh, I can. And- you took your shirt off for this. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like the progression you see with Snow and how you don't just see like he's just an evil person. He's more of just a driven person, and he's also street smart on top of just his like clever, like strategic person. So I just like the progression you kind of see with his character, uh, and it's also just a good movie. It's written well, the three act kind of thing we've been talking about. It's structured well, as um, so I just overall just like this movie. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I give this one a four. I uh, I mean, I I I really like this one a lot. It's I think it's super well acted. I like the structure of it. I think the only downside is super fucking long just like you know like i think this is the longest one but i get it because there's a lot of meat to this one and i'm actually glad they didn't split it into two and they kept it as one like i felt like this structure is how they could have done mocking jay part one and two like if it would have been one movie in my opinion so uh stay tuned though if you don't want to hear about spoiler section skip ahead to what we're going to be doing next but if you have already seen the film one and know a little bit more we're going to go over a few last things here stick around for a spoiler section coming right up So, Marco, I want to start here with something with you. What did you think about that the movie doesn't actually end after The Hunger Games ends with Lucy Gray and they find out that Snow, bringing that rat poison, baby. So he he essentially <laughs> gave like he gave an unfair advantage to Lucy, like giving her rat poison to kill a couple people. And then he also put uh, he had wiped her face previously down. So the snakes that came out of the um, right. the trap did not affect her although the once again I, I although cgi i think that was a very awesome scene with her covered in snakes singing and shit so um what did you think about that how it actually moves into a whole nother story really where snow has been forced to become like a enforcer right or what are they peace peace uh, peacemaker. peacemaker yeah and he's quote unquote uh, peacemaker yeah he's assigned to district 12 with sir janus but then they slowly realize that you know, he's rekindling his love with Lucy Gray, 
But then also mm-hmm. Sejanus is going off and he's kind of starting like a rebellion. What did you think about that whole third act, I guess? I loved it, dude. I, I liked how different that was from any of the Hunger movies. I Again, it, it goes well with the structure and how like the lead up to the games, the games, and then the aftermath of those games. And I I do agree with you also. That's, this is probably how they could have planned you know, mocking Jay as well. And they probably learned from that too. And it shows. I think so. But it, it, I, it adds, uh, you know, more depth to this movie, more to these characters. It, it helps with, with the whole creation of snow, so to speak, and who, and who he becomes. Uh, I like that it shows, you know, that there, these characters end up facing, you know, consequences for, for these. And it, and it shows again, Every victory has a consequence, whether it's, you know, a positive or a negative consequence, you you still have to face them. You see it from Snow's perspective and how, you know, he's forced to be a peacemaker to atone for what he did. And Lucy Gray, you know, to a point like she she wins, but not really. She's still stuck in District 12. You know, she's a winner of the games. But what good did that do her? You know, she's still right back where where she came from versus you know, the other victors that we see later on in the games that have all these lavish riches and stuff could get away, etc. Um, it, it establishes more of the uh, tug of war between Snow and Sejanus. Sejanus, who's trying, I guess, to, to make a change, but he's taking half measures at every step and it <laughs> bites him in the fucking ass. It's like, he's, dude, he's like not, you... He's not I'm quite like, <laughs> ready yet. You know what I mean? No. I was telling Mike a lot of times, in, too. We were watching it together, and I was like, damn, this kid's really yeah. fucking up. <laughs> His heart is in the right place, but it's like, when he was, like discovers, like, wait, guns? Wait, violence? I'm like, yeah, bro, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to ask the government, hey, you mind if you guys step down? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. And then the fact that you see that... I didn't know this was going to happen. I was like, you yeah. didn't? You didn't? Yeah, it, right? That? The fact that Snow is <laughs> willing to do um, what he Sejanus is unwilling to do, but in opposite. And I liked that, that compare and contrast. And it just, man, chef's kiss to that dude. That, that, that's yeah. really what moved me over the edge of really loving this movie. Maggie, I got to fall back to you real quick. I remember you saying that the friendship between Sejanus and Coriolanus, it gets twisted here. What did you think about? Snow betraying him by using the uh, Jabberjay and recording him and sending it over to Dr. Gal. Well, it's it's like a twofold move too, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was alluding to is like, Sir Janus is like doing stuff without sloppy. knowing the consequences, right? Sloppy. Yeah, he's, he's sloppy, right? It's almost like he's just not aware of like how things work in this district. He's fumbling on these things here. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Snow is he's got the awareness. He's got that street smarts where he kind of knows what's happening in these things. Plus he comes from an area where he doesn't have money too. Right. So he kind of gets it a little bit. Um, so I think he can see that and he does. I, I I feel at least he does everything he can before it gets to that point. Um, you know, so he kind of gets into this place where he has to do something about so Janice or he's also going to be dead as well. Right. So, and so he kind of gets pushed in this area where he's like, okay, well I got to do what I do. And so he's, I think, clever enough because he knows who these, you know, these jabber jays are going to go to. He's saying, okay, yeah. well, not only can I get, you know, take care of this issue that I have with Sir Janus, but he's also, uh, Dr. Gall is going to see that he's clever as well. So 
I, I think it's like he's d- dual purpose on that. And, and it's really kind of, it really shows like how far he's come from the beginning where he's just kind of reacting to things. And now he's trying to think True. forward. Right. So I, yeah. I like that, how it kind of progresses that way. Definitely. Uh, Nabil, what do you think about then? Ultimately, Snow leaves with Lucy Gray, right? And they go to the cabin. They find the guns that are missing and kind of a chance of where like he also reveals he kind of starts crumbling a little bit here. Like he, he reveals to Lucy Gray, like, oh, yeah, three people is enough. He mentions that like, he killed three people and she never knew about that. He was behind. So Janus is dying, basically. And yeah. ultimately, she sees something in him finally where it scares him, scares her, right? What did you think of that whole ending sequence of her kind of running away and Snow kind of turning on her? That this is this is where I think was kind of the weaker part of the film, and this is why I was mentioning earlier. Like I could, I would have probably liked to see a two parter in this, and, and I like what they did here at the third part of the film, where they built up their relationship and how they were like really connecting and falling in love with each other. But the way the relationship dissolved happened really quickly. And I would have liked to see a bit more of like their fracturing over time before it got to this one thing, because she just kind of instantly didn't trust him, which I get it because she it's part of the build where she says that if I can trust you, then I will, you know, I'm 100 percent. They mentioned so I know I know where that's mentioned and and they, they make it very clear, but. It it just does happen really quick, but and that's fine. She goes away, but for him, he kind of also just starts. He goes totally dark, like without her. I guess because she's the anchor for him and she can tame him. That now he's on on he she like he can, he's just gonna do whatever. And um, I felt like that. Ha- I would have liked to see that be a bit more gradual of saying, you know what, I was burned. This isn't gonna work anymore. I'm gonna go and do what I wanted to do and and go back to the capital and regain myself. Do you think that, like, and you guys can answer this, like, did she see something in him finally? Like, she got, like, she seems genuinely scared of him, like, at yeah, that point, right? I think she did. I think she was genuinely scared of him at that point, and she, mm-hmm. I think she was a bit blinded by it, and I, like, what they went through during the Hunger Games, and then him being there, I think she just kind of put her blinders on and didn't see anything negative. We get, um, it. We get it, right? You know, it happens, you know, <laughs> and uh, then she saw this one instance and didn't realize, oh, wait, I shouldn't have trusted him as much as I did. And, it, you know, she flipped real quick with it. So what are you saying, Marco? Oh, she sees who it really is. Yeah. She sees it's right the, through his the facade snake, and it's the like snake comes through. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Like, oh, the last thing she talks, tells him is like something like I'm going to go pick some Katniss. Right. And it's yeah. like, damn, that yep. word just triggers the fuck out of him now, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yep. And then, of course, I, like I mean, she uses the Mockingjays in the forest to throw him off, and he can't find out where she is, and the Mockingjays throw off, you know, apparently, I think he shoots her, and she gets shot, but she, I, she, there's, there's no, even in the book, you don't know if she survives or not, but the, the Suzanne Collins has said she's probably okay or something, you know, but. I would yeah. think so, yeah. It's just cool. Like the little, like she does the hanging tree song, and that's the song that the District 12 people know about eventually one day, too. And, and Jennifer Lawrence sings it, you know, and it's just little connections mm-hmm. like that. Um, I do want to bring up one last thing before we end it here, guys, as well. Uh, Marco, going back to you, what did you think about um, Snow ultimately going back to the Capitol, becoming, I guess, technically Dr. Gall's apprentice? My God, right? And then, um, you know, he's a full Anakin Skywalker fucking arc. There's <laughs> always pretty harder. And then what did you think about him turning, knowing that High Bottom would take the, I guess it's like a tranquilizer or whatever that he, he keeps taking. Yeah. Is that, was that like, 
was that like I, a, I think, a full turn for the character you think or that yeah that was his that was the final you know this is this is who i am and i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get what i want and and, and advance myself up no matter what no matter who i take down and high bottom freaking um you know belittled him and made him feel like shit and he realized you mentioned that earlier you know, marco that spoiler like because why high bottom created the hunger games with Carlina's father right and he finds out that high bottom really the whole point of uh of high bottom creating the games was just in a drunken stupor that he created that and he really like a, like a didn't joke. want to do it yeah it was like a joke and snow's father uh took it too far i was like you know what this is actually a really good idea fuck it and high bottom has been trying to sort of sabotage the games and make them stop but snow sees an opportunity and is like you know what i don't need you anymore <laughs> no one does and because he realizes that high bottom takes those tranquilizers in order to ease the pain and the disgust of of his morbid yeah. creation he fucking puts rat poison in that shit and kills him <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" Fucking ace, and him, shows bro. what he's. Yeah, and and yeah. I was going to say, do you think it's also like, uh, High Bottom's also like the last person outside of his direct family that he lives with that knows about his past, right? So if he gets rid oh, of yeah. him, he could pretty much just craft his own past yep. going forward Shit. to kind of help his backstory and everything like that. So I think that's part of what like his thought process because he's so calculated and everything and everything that he does. So. That might That's have true, actually. And well. then, I mean, for God's sake, no. ti- Tigress, he has Tigress change into like a cat lady, for fuck's sake, that we see in right? uh, part two, the by the way, of uh, Mockingjay. Yeah. So that's Tigress, all these surgeries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's changed from that point. So it's like, obviously, something happens to them, but she becomes an ally of the Rebels. So it's kind of cool. little connection, too. You see her when she was normal. That's the marathon, guys. That was the Hunger Games. What did you guys think overall? Marco, did you... I mean, you're the one that jumped into it without having watched it all did you it seems like you actually enjoyed these movies yeah i did man i didn't think i would but i'm pleasantly surprised i would definitely recommend them i think that they're you know very relevant you know to today and um are at the same time very entertaining very well acted not always 100 percent perfect but i think they're definitely worth the watch and you know something you can enjoy i watched it with my family which is also key we went we went to go see Nice. The new one together too, so um, that added a little bit to it as well. Would would you want to see more though, Marco, of either Snow story between now? Because I mean, there's still like what we're we looking at uh, 60, 64 so, 65, years, sixty-five yeah. years, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Would you want to see more of that? Would you want to see more? Maybe what happens to Katniss in the districts after the downfall of Snow, or uh, maybe kind of more in between to kind of see like more this the, the evolution what really sparks like the the rebellion too but it's got to be done right like this was done really well like yeah. get 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 this production crew get get these writers um and and put them together again to, to craft that because they they've done a phenomenal job awesome thank you nabil what about you what were your thoughts overall re-watching this and um what did you think I really enjoyed watching these, especially back to back and going through them all. I felt a much bigger connection to what the story was mm-hmm. overall, just going through this sequentially. And 
it like Marco was saying, like they they did a really great job with fleshing out these characters throughout all the films. Like I think that's the strongest suit of this movie uh, franchise was that you felt really in in tune with what was going on. You felt a connection with them, and you wanted you were invested. A lot of these around this time, there's a lot of books being adapted to film, and I think they were losing the that heart of what the book was about and getting invested in these bit, characters yeah. to some extent. Yeah. And this one, you really felt connected to it, and I enjoyed that aspect of it I'll a lot. say this much. There, there's a lot of those young adult novels that came out around the time after Harry Potter and, like, this movie, and they tried to copy it, and a lot of them failed, like, miserably. Yeah. There's a couple of decent ones, you know, like, the, I think the Maze mm-hmm. Runner trilogy is really solid. Maze Runner was good, yeah. But, like, for every... Every Maze Runner and every Hunger Game, there's like a like the the Omen Divergent. or no, sorry, Divergent series never even got to finish. Uh, the host that one died. I mean, mm-hmm. there's probably plenty more that we haven't even brought up. So, and yeah. just like I asked Marco, would you want more out of these, Bill? Would you want more of the snow section, more of the future section? I think you know, I, I definitely want to see a bit more of snow, but I also I'd be interested in seeing Plutarch come back. You know, he was a game maker before and he was returning. And so True. I would be interested to see that part of his, his life too, if we could talk a bit about what brought him into that and what turned him, you know, and com- how do you maybe notice it was it, right? his relationship? Yeah. yeah. So that would be, I think, a great story. Even seeing a bit of like Hamage's trauma through his his hunger games and what happened to like all really that cool would be really to good story. A prequel about Hamage and how he actually won. Because yeah. he's the only other person from Capital uh from District Twelve to ever win. Twelve that survived, yeah. So I mean all the, there's there's definitely some places if you're gonna go into a new set of franchises or Susan Collins gonna write some more books that um there's some characters I would love to see their their pass on. I don't know if I want to see anything afterwards. So I think I liked how the series ended and mm-hmm. I think it's a good way to kind of leave it there and just build upon, you know, what what kind yeah. of happened before that makes sense uh what about you mikey uh yeah no i mean i kind of echo i mean i was going to say hey mitch as well as far as like if i had to pick another movie to come out um i would kind of focus on a single character not necessarily one we've already focused on You're i like, feel like snow yeah. could still work right but yeah we've already seen a lot of like how he's developed and like kind of got the mentorship and I, we've I already seen that too. Yeah. So I, I feel like they, they could take another character though that we already know that we didn't get a lot of even if it was like Cinna and like how he became like this fashion icon, right, or something like that, you know, I, mean, I, I don't care who it is show or something. Yeah, I don't know. If that <laughs> yeah, would work you know, I'm just heavy. saying. You know, I mean, what I'm saying anything, like, it, let's see how Finnick one, of one, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something. I wouldn't mind a Finnick one. I wouldn't mind uh, Hamish. Hamish would be my choice if I had to pick a character. That would be who yeah, I want like, more of. How did Hamish become a drunk? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, <laughs> right? No, but I, f- I feel like Hamish is like really. They don't portray like how much he does behind the scenes to help them out in the games. It shows like very quick scenes here and there, but I feel like he does a lot in the back and they don't really portray it very well um, in, the, in the movies there. But I feel like you could really kind of expand on that character. And there's other characters around here that could do the same thing, like Finnick and the ones we already mentioned or yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Um, I think that all those are good choices. So that's that would where I would lean into if I was to choose what's going on next. Uh, what did you think overall, though? I know you're not a f- big fan of it. Did this lighten it up a little oh. bit with the the overall for you, Mikey? Did, was it a better experience than you thought it would be? It, it was actually better. Um, I didn't go into it thinking I would like them. But as you saw with the scores, my scores weren't bad. I mean, the, I had the one movie that I, I scored a little bit lower, but yeah, they yeah. were all three and a half fours. So I, I did enjoy watching through them again. And actually, I think watching the new one really lets you appreciate the snow uh, especially so too, uh, yeah. on the new ones here so i really enjoyed the whole the whole part it, was, it wasn't that as bad as i was expecting yeah um overall for me too i i, I actually really enjoyed rewatching these um although i think a lot of them 
they're just really long. I won't, I won't lie. I know Nabil agrees, but like some of these a little long, a little long, but, um, yeah. nice in 4k high grade too, Nabil. They look really nice. Quite, <laughs> quite, quite a pop to them. A lot of nice little things, especially during action. And, um, truthfully, I agree with you guys. I wouldn't mind some more spinoff things. I, I, I think there's a lot to this franchise and universe. That's, I don't think I'm burned out of it yet, which is I'm trying to say, basically, like I'm not like burned yeah, out of it. That's a good point. You know what I mean, like yeah, I'm actually like like you said, Nibel, with splitting up this movie into two, I almost kind of do want to just know a little bit more about Snow. Like, like, like I said, there's a lot of time, though, Mikey, he could still be in it somehow and we can see that. And I, I think it really comes down. I think I really like Tom Blythe as a as an actor, man. So I'm, he did great. I'm really looking forward to even more things, even though he's, you know, like an Eminem biopic. I don't know. He looks like him a little bit when his hair's dyed <laughs> blonde, right? So with that being said, guys, that is the end of our Hunger Games Marathon. So with that, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Mikey, tell them how they can reach us. Uh, Listen and follow us on your favorite podcast service. Trust us. We're on all of them. For a quick link to all of our socials, visit Linktree slash MoviePalsPod. That's Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash MoviePalsPod. Thank you. And make sure to smash that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Make sure to also stay tuned for our next episode, episode number 163, where we will be reviewing Napoleon as well as Godzilla minus one. Thank you so much, Nabil. Until next time, this is James, Marco, Nabil, and Mikey. Have a great one.